As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Proud members of the Podbelly Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on, you know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Hi! Hello! Hi. And welcome! This is Kim and Kat Stay Alive! Maybe! We're a we horror movie comedy podcast. podcast. We are going to tell you a movie. Catherine's going to tell me a movie. And I'm going to spoil the whole I'm, fucking thing. And I'm going to try to stay alive. Yeah. And we have a special guest with us today. We do. One of our dear, dear, dear friends, Cindy from Towson. We went to college together. Towson. Is here listening to our podcast Yay. live. Um, so we're very excited to have She's going to be on set research for us yeah. when we need to post-mortem things. <laughs> there's there's a significant amount of 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 post-morteming that will happen for my episode. Oh. I don't know about for yours. I knew some of it, but I it's like much. intense. Ooh. It was uh, a lot of... A lot of factual things. Luckily, I knew some of it. I was kind of Exciting. impressed with myself. Um, um, and I think Cindy is going to do a peanut butter whiskey shot with us. Ooh, yay. Gina holes out. Tits up. Cheers. Clink. 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 <laughs> Did I not clink you? Clink you. Um, How was it, Cindy? Yeah. Isn't it delicious? It's really I know she's delicious. like it really tastes like peanut butter. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Screwball Whiskey. We just got you we another customer. We love your um promotion with us. Yeah, uh, you're use, welcome. Uh, promo code KK Sam Podcast. Um, hashtag Get Screwed with KK Sam Podcast. Yeah, it, it use that promo code. It won't work, <laughs> but uh, you can but use it. Keep trying. <laughs> Maybe if people just keep trying to use a promo code that doesn't work, they're eventually like. What is what this? Is, that's actually a great idea. Everyone, please put in that promo code. Go to the <laughs> store where they tag sell it. Them and us together on Instagram, which many of you are doing, and we really yes. appreciate it. <laughs> Again, Screwball Whiskey, why would you pay us? <laughs> because we're, we're doing just it for doing free. it for free. It's but uh, just like a case, you know, out something of, out of the kindness of your heart, please. Uh, Let's be friends. So yeah, ooh, it was still there. Yeah, still, still there. Um, it's Women in Horror Month. Yay! I'm very excited. I bing, love- bing, bing, bing. Oh. I'm too far from the bell. <laughs> Would you like me to do it? Please. <laughs> well, it was a really low energy bell thing that you gave. I really wanted a high energy. Yeah! <laughs> she just knocked the bell over. Guys, too high, too high. Too high, too high. Uh, so I always love all the posts that come out. Even gearing up to women in horror, like of just people like talking about their favorite, and like I learned about so many Me new too. movies. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a super super cool thing that that happens, and it makes me be like, oh my god, I want to do this movie and this movie and this movie and this movie. Yeah, I had like five options for my patron vote. Yeah, um, but oh, I wanted right. all of them. 
Oh, that's right. Okay, so your your second Women in Horror Month episode. My one next February week is voted on by our patrons. On. Yeah, and then do you have another? Uh, no, because February is a short month. Oh yeah, it is a short month. So we okay, gotcha. But yeah, we're super super excited. Uh, do we have any bi- business? Um. Okay. Well. Uh, I'm Kim Burns, and that's oh, Catcher Porter. I'm Catcher Porter. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna try to introduce ourselves so you hear our voices. Yeah, and I'm gonna. I, I forgot to do this last week. I'm gonna have a picture mm-hmm. of us that has arrows. That is like this is Kim. No, what? last week hasn't happened yet. You could still do it. Oh, last week hasn't <laughs> happened yet. That's right. In our weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's ha- you know what I mean. It's happened. I last week has happened, but not really. But it's the future for right. us right now. Exactly. It's this week. You know so what? You can still do it. This is we'll see who knows maybe she made a photo that pointed at arrows with our faces which and, doesn't matter much considering you're still trying to figure out our voices yeah. but and and maybe I forgot and I'm going to talk about how I forgot in this episode when it comes I out I can't then. wait to find out this is so <laughs> exciting no what I was gonna say is that I was gonna have you do which I didn't think of last week in the future past <laughs> was <laughs> that <laughs> I want you to do that thing where like you put do that thing it, where you put picture. sound on it. So I it's like, do that. yeah, so it's me going, hi, this is Ketrin's voice. Hi, this is Kim's voice. And then there's arrows to our faces and people can be like, oh, okay, great. We'll clip out that this exact thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I wanted to add to the, the past. Future. I agree that that's a good idea for yeah. the past future. So was that the only business we had? Of um, saying who we are and what our voices <laughs> are like <laughs> on episode 78. <laughs> <laughs> um what else do we say um i have an update on life great <laughs> that I'm let's hear terrified it to share all right so i uh i fucking i want to thank all of the sammies that reached out to me um i love you all very much <laughs> um i promise i'm doing okay honestly oh. we recorded like a week ago so the the fright night episode was two weeks ago for you guys and i was Basically, sometimes our recording date just pops up on a day where something just happened. And so, like, honestly, I couldn't even fucking listen to that. Like, we have to listen back. And I, like, had a really hard time listening to it because it's oh, very, crazy. very, very raw. It's yeah. just really raw. Yeah. Um, And so I just want to tell everyone that I'm, like, literally even a couple of days later, I was kind of okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you know, it was just, great. like, very raw. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely doing great. I also appreciate everyone who reached out just saying that they like appreciate me like kind of having my heart on my sleeve and things like that. That really meant a lot because I felt a little um, self-conscious self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About that. Mm-hmm. Um, and on that note <laughs> of my feelings. <laughs> so I read another book this week, <laughs> which really came from like uh like synchronous like I don't know it was a huge coincidence that this book popped up and I was like oh I have that book and I've never read it oh that's right in fact I haven't read it for seven full years I've moved it to different apartments I've hid it inside a closet and I've never fucking read it I bought it when I went through a really bad breakup years ago and it's called facing love addiction and so it was weird when I picked it up or when I like saw someone talked about it and I was like hmm Maybe I should check that out because I was literally at my like wits end. I'm like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I feel like I'm ready. I, I, I'm journaling. I'm, I'm, I'm looking inside. I feel ready. So like, what? Why do I keep attracting people that aren't ready? Like yeah. there has to be yeah. something there. So I read wow. this book. Attracting people that aren't ready. 
because you, okay, there's sorry. something in me that's, that's not ready. Not ready. You but like actual which, superpower. Sorry. <laughs> but I was like, but I can't figure out what that is. So I read this book or listen to it literally within two or three days. And whew, it is like me to a T. I couldn't even fucking believe it. I was yeah, like, you talking about what it the to sink. actual fuck. Yeah. I, I, it was stuff that like, I know, like obviously yeah. know about you, Yeah, but to have it all be like, oh no, this is just like, Kim is just like a walking textbook of it this thing. It explained it. Like it made me feel better. Cause like what happened last week or um, two weeks ago on um, Fright Night, like in the future past, in the future past, <laughs> <laughs> I um like when we talked about how I feel things very deeply and I've always just written it off to feeling like highly sensitive and that's a good thing and those things are all very true still but like it's actually because like I have like I'm like a love addict like I have a codependency thing and I've worked on codependence in the past so like love addiction is like an offshoot of that so they say even if you work on codependency this could still be hanging around Mm -hmm. and um the one of like the parts of the cycle and like a lot of it I can tell I've worked on like it's like things that I don't do anymore like they're like you numb your pain with like drinking and sex and stuff like that all of which I've done in the past for sure yeah like I've already worked through a lot of things so I'm not like hardcore but like some people it's like the thing that when you're hardcore like you start fucking slashing people's tires and like murdering people like you know what I mean so like um the like the pain is just that intense so like it talked about that and I was like oh my god that's the first time I finally felt better about like the intense pain that I feel because I always was just like are other people just not talking about their feelings as right. much as I do which is probably true or are they just not feeling it this way like I was like it doesn't really make sense that like I can get to the point of like not wanting to live anymore mm-hmm. over stopping seeing someone I've known for like a month right. you know what I mean like that doesn't seem healthy but like that's how I feel sometimes mm-hmm. it's just fucking unbearable it is so intense and apparently that's part of the cycle yeah and also how like the reasons behind love addiction are literally me textbook like it's like abandonment which is like from one parent and then abuse which I've had and then something that could even make it worse apparently it was like the love of like a grandparent and I was like what that fucking blew (laughs) my mind I'm so glad that you talked about that that you wanted to talk about that right here because I was like I'm not going to bring it up if Kim doesn't want to bring it up but like Kim obviously like texted us um like in our little like sync group text and that was the part where like I had to rewind it yeah because I was like that's so crazy the fact that like and tell me if I'm saying this wrong. I just like, I had a very specific yeah. reaction to this where like, because you felt neglected, abandoned, abused by like uh, certain like per- parental or guardian figures, that is one part of it. But then you also had an example of unconditional love right. from your grandparents. So you were then striving for quote that- unquote, this fairy tale exactly yeah thing yeah where you were like that is what true love looks like when obviously we're all looking for unconditional love but that is like an amalgamation of like a child's mind of what that looks like and elements of it are completely unattainable like that's literally what they talk about is like because you're abandoned and abused yeah like you come up with this fantasy and so you're like that's why you get like obsessive because you immediately put people into your fantasy so you miss red flags Mm -hmm. and all those things and I do that and then and then like also when things end you get like really obsessive about it and like you start making plans of like how you can get that like 
my brain just automatically does all those things. Like yeah. it's fucking fascinating. That is bananas. Um, so yeah. So if anyone feels any of these feelings, check out Facing Love Addiction by uh, Pia Melody. She also has Facing Codependency. Um, and there's a book attached that I wanna, really want to read to yeah, that, that a lot of people have talked about, about um, which is the same thing. It's about like, because they talk not just about love addicts. You are then attracted to love avoidance. Mm-hmm. And that's also a thing too. Um, yeah, so they talk about both. What like the thing to always remember and I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but one thing that I learned pretty young was like, we don't, we are flawed creatures in that we don't seek out what is best for us. We seek out what is familiar. 100%, so if, yeah. if, if what is familiar is abusive and unhealthy, yep. we seek that out. So you actually have to break the pattern of that and you have to acknowledge that you're seeking out something unhealthy, which is why it's so great that like... Yeah. You're telling, you know, people about like, hey, we all have patterns. Yeah. That and sometimes like healthy things actually feel uncomfortable exactly. because you're like, that's not what I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they also talk about like that, like unconditional, like it's no one's responsibility to unconditionally love me. Yeah. Except myself. Right. And that's like a really important thing for and me, me to learn. E- um, no, nope, always... I won't even put that on you. Well, it's no one's responsibility. I'm putting it on myself. I love you from the bottom of my and heart. Some forever. people won't thank you. I love you too. um yeah uh so yeah that's uh my mental health love uh podcast spinoff um i love it (laughs) (laughs) oh thanks cindy cindy said she thinks we should do that i kind of love the thing that that guy that i was dating does where he does just like an hour a week a live chat on youtube for like his community yeah and like I don't know I kind of think the horror community would really benefit from that too and I'm so I think I don't both know of if people us would so, be into that yeah let us know if you're into it because I think Kim and I are both open books in that way like I um, 100% you know I don't my my love life is obviously like far more unchanging you know than than Kim's is but and I also I think there's an element of like I kind of have to like speak to my partner about things I would want to open up about and make right, right, sure right, that yeah, it's like yeah. something that he'd I'm be I'm only sharing with. about me and like yeah. strangers. But so. like I'm <laughs> sorry dudes. <laughs> yeah. But I think like that's something I'd be really open to because you know Eric I would love and I, that. Yeah. Eric like I watch I, his show and it's like it's really cool. It's genuinely just a safe space to talk. Like it's just a place where people would be like hey I'm feeling this way. Yeah. And like other people can like chime in and be like oh like I have experience with that. Like here's how I feel or like here's a great book I read or whatever. Yeah. Like it's not like he's an expert or anything. like no one's like I'm a doctor. I'm going to do that. Like, let me tell you what to do. It's just kind of like, I can only speak from my own experiences. Like it's really fucking cool, honestly. So, and one of the things that, you know, I decided as an individual and I think Kim and I are very, um, synchronized in this way. And then also in addition, something that Eric and I decided was like, I have my own struggles with mental health and depression. And I see it as a silver lining of that, that like, I, am a open book about it because I'm like I feel comfortable talking about it and therefore other people exactly can maybe gain some insight or feel less alone feel safe all that kind of stuff um and then in addition Eric and I you know we don't have a perfect marriage like Kim knows that like we but we work really hard and 
we I don't think there is such thing as a perfect like exactly. that's kind of what I'm learning like like there is no perfection there and, is no like yeah and that's something I had to learn that like my parents have a very yeah 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 I um idealized marriage but even as I've gotten older my parents are like are you fucking kidding me no right, marriage right. is fucking hard <laughs> so like <laughs> even peg and skip I know have problems yeah. uh but like we'd be yeah I'm if people are interested I'd be happy to talk about that I think it'd be and really cool if it's like you know in a video setting Eric can pop in or <laughs> you know tell me what I'm not allowed to talk about <laughs> what I am allowed to talk about you know um I but, mean, I'm a fucking open book, so. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Eric's like, can um, you not? Oh. Like, anyway. Oh, I want to talk about what I'm doing for it. I'm still figuring it out. Um, I might go back to therapy. Um, there's also like uh, 12-step groups um, mm-hmm. for like love sex and love addictions mm-hmm. called SLA. Um, I'm probably Sloth? not going to do that. SLA. SLA. <laughs> like sex and love addiction. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> sex and love addiction. Anonymous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So SLA. I like sloth. Sloth. <laughs> I'm going to get it. Um, I probably won't do that um, just because I don't feel hardcore enough. Uh, but I think those programs are great. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, it's a lot about reprogramming your inner child. Mm-hmm. The book talks about and they give a lot of journaling prompts and stuff. So I'm doing a lot of like journaling and work with myself. And then I bought a course that's actually about reprogramming your inner child. And so I'm doing that and we'll see. Go from there. And I'm going to take a little dating detox. Yeah. How do I say not dating February? I love it. Uh, uh, n- n- no. Like, no. <laughs> I'll just call it that. February. No datuary. No datuary. Well, you know what? We'll workshop that. We'll workshop Val- Found. This is a total non sequitur, but it just no reminded me. No Dayton Day. <laughs> no Dayton Day. Month. I love it. No, I don't want to wrap it with Valentine's yeah. Day. I don't know. Whatever. I'm taking a dating detox. This is a total non sequitur. But somebody asked me who. Uh, I had never like spoken to before but was like excited to talk to and for some reason it came up about Eric's birthday because I was like oh that would be like a cool place to have his birthday it sounds like somewhere he would like and he goes when is Eric's birthday and I go September <laughs> what and he was like what and I went Feb- te- <laughs> what? Fe- February it's February what and happened? he was like cool Stroke? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I was just like, I'm so sorry. Uh, I do know the months. And it's it's February. That sounds like a Tim Burns move. <laughs> so strange. And then to like say it again, full yeah. voice. <laughs> it was very strange. Anyway, back to your mental health. And nope, clearly that's all I my deteriorating <laughs> one. <laughs> that's just an update since uh, I really, really hardcore was raw two weeks ago. And I needed to let everyone know what's happening i say this to you every fucking episode um i love you you're my hero good job at being you thank you i love you too you're welcome uh do you want to hear my movie i do after you the synchronicity of the universe is humorous to me wow because i cannot wait to tell you what this fucking movie is about oh my god i'm nervous it is so like I, the word I'm searching for is not triggering because like I think we're fine right, you know right, what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's like there's a lot to relate to for both of us Ooh. in a way that I was like what is happening <laughs> what is going on I can't wait or maybe so, I can I don't know we'll see <laughs> so have you heard of the cry? love witch no the love witch yes Ooh. okay so this is called the love witch 
And actually, Cindy, our researcher, would you be so kind as to look up the director of The Love Witch? Because I cannot remember her name uh, or how to pronounce her name. Um, And you're going to rely on me for pronunciation. Do you know what year this was? Yes. Whoa. Anna Biller? Anna Biller. Anna Biller. That's what it was. Okay. I had heard somebody say Biler, and I was like, that's not what I... So Anna Biller. Yeah. So talk about women in horror. Damn. She wrote, direct, produced, edited, scored. Scored. Yeah. So... What a boss witch. uh, Yes. And this is one of the most stylized films I personally have ever watched Hmm. in the sense that... Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like the really stylized House of the Devil that you watched, where it was like shot in a sort of very um, 1980s 80s type uh-huh. of vibe. Yeah. Would you have also said that the acting style was modern day or also 1980s? Because I wasn't watching. Uh, so. Modern day. Okay. It was normal. Okay. So this movie is so stylized that I had to look up the year that it was made, not once, not twice, <laughs> but three times because it was so stylized that I was like, there's no way this was made in 2016. There's no way. Okay. It was made in that 1960s sort of, it, it looks like a Daria, uh, Dario Argento film. Okay. And uh, it's called The Love Witch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that does look like Dario Argento. So in addition to the visuals of it being extremely stylized, the acting style is also extremely stylized to the point where if I didn't know that this was on purpose, I'd be like, oh, this isn't like this isn't the type of acting that I respond to. It's very stilted. It's like the opposite of mumblecore. Mm-hmm, where it's like mm-hmm. the opposite of slice of life. People aren't really talking in the way that humans right, right, talk. Right. Um, but the fact that I know that this was like an homage to those type of films, I was like, wow. Like the commitment to this was banoonies. Mm. So here we go. I'm the ready. The Love Witch, which is basically an amalgamation of what you and I are both <laughs> going through right <laughs> yeah. now. Um, <laughs> Yes, Cindy is going to play, play along. along. So I'm at, yeah, and I'll maybe I'll ask you what your what your answer is. Yeah. Okay. So Elaine, dead or alive? Uh, dead. Uh, Trish, dead or alive? Alive. Barbara, dead or alive? Barbara, dead. Barbler. 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 Um, Gayen. Uh, alive. Wayne. Dead. Richard. Dead. Griff. <clears throat> dead. Cutter uh, made a face. Wow. No, Kim, I... Did I do good? I can't go on until I tell you <laughs> that you got five out of seven. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. I can't I can't go on. That's like, really I just good. need you to know that. Wow. I was worried because I was uh, a lot of my no no you both did great cindy just said she was concerned as a lot of her answers matched uh kim's but no you both um totally shirked expectations (laughs) uh 
expect expectations. <laughs> okay. So. Well, let's hope I stay alive. Yeah. It's not always a good sign, I feel like, to do good on the dead or alive. I actually think you will, and you'll find out. Okay. So very 1960s vibe from the word go. This is the third time I looked up when the movie was made <laughs> at this point because I was like, no way. So it's a woman driving down the street, literally driving up the California coast, but with a green screen behind her. Like, that's how stylized it was. A badly done green screen of her okay. in a car. And uh, she's uh, it's a voiceover of her driving. And she's talking about how she is starting a new life in... Me um, too, girl. Yeah. In... Yeah, let's go. Northern California, but not San Francisco. Okay. And... She pulls out a, a pack of cigarettes, which I didn't realize was so weird. She smokes a lot in this movie, which I didn't oh, right, remember like, that you don't really you see anymore. Lot, yeah. So uh, as she pulls out her cigarettes from her purse, a tarot deck <laughs> falls out. And She's we see, yeah, well, <laughs> hold that thought. So see, I just I fall too quickly. <laughs> you do. I fall too quickly. You really do. I didn't even. I'm gonna. Need I didn't you. even wait to see if there were flags. No, are they I'm, red? Are they white? I don't know. I just immediately they accepted are, her. In. They are red. They are giant. My fantasy and they love. are dyed with blood. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe read that book sooner rather than later. <laughs> so the tarot deck falls out, and we see the three of swords which I happen to know uh, deals with disappointment, suffering, and facing old wounds and or not facing old wounds. So then we see as she's talking, the flashback of a man, a very 1960s man standing kind of by a bar and he like takes a drink and in her flashback, he chokes and dies. Oh, Then she says, voiceover in the car, she keeps driving, I thought I'd die after Jerry left me. Then we hear sirens, and she seems very nervous about these sirens. She's the only car on the street. It's kind of a very coastal drive, so we have the ocean to her right. And the cop pulls her over, and he just gives her a warning. Like, he's like, your taillight's out. And she's like, okay, thank you, officer, and moves on. And she's one of those 1960s (laughs) ladies who, like, really uses her eyeballs in every way that she talks. And every word that she says is very pronounced and enunciated in a way that makes you know that she does a really good job with a dick in her mouth. (laughs) That's what she wants you to know. I'm not insulting her. That is what she, like she would, if she heard me say that, she'd be like, thank you. That's what I'm going for. (laughs) So, uh, cop drives off. And I wrote, even the casting of the men is very 60s. Like these are not, this is the, uh, attractive standard of of the 60s and she says in her voiceover my therapist says I'm fine many people are abused even worse than me (laughs) so I started researching what men want it turns out (laughs) I know yeah oh boy yeah turns out men are very fragile you can't (sighs) assert yourself too much you have to be very tricky 
Now she's driving through a little town in Northern California, question mark, uh, except the old purple Victorian house is right in Echo Park. So that's why I was confused for a second. Uh, but I'll show you a picture of it. Mm. Um, we've totally driven past it when we used to hang out at the whiskeys. So uh, old purple Victorian house. Interestingly, all the cars are modern except for hers. So like all the cars Weird. parked along the street are like... 2016 cars that's it was very, very yeah it was very interesting. interesting I mean that might have just been like a budget thing and they're like let's just make it part of it possibly <laughs> except also like we're not at no point is it referenced that it's the 60s like people have cell phones so it's like it is meant to Weird. take place modern day yeah very strange so that's something that I'm going to postmortem is just like I want to hear the director just like talk about yeah you need some interviews those things yeah uh, with her so woman in a pink very 60s like suit set like she's got kind of like bell-bottom pink pants on with like a matching pink vest and like kind of like a puffy pirate shirt underneath <laughs> and like that haircut where it's like flippity flu right you know uh her name is Trish and she is showing Elaine who is the woman that was driving of course, their names are Trish, Trish and Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. And Barbara. <laughs> uh, and she's like, oh, I, let me show you into the apartment upstairs. So Trish, Trish asks Elaine, how do you know Barbara? And Elaine is like, oh, we actually used to dance together in San Francisco. And Trish kind of like looks at her a little surprised. And then she's like, I hope you don't mind the apartment. It's a bit garish. Uh, Barbara wanted it decorated uh, as influenced by the Thoth tarot the thoth yeah that is one thing i wanted you to look up the thoth tarot t-h-o-t-h thoth Thoth. tarot it's a very popular tarot right next to the rider weight deck i just am not familiar with that and she's like she had uh her and her students they did a bunch of like occult paintings and uh they're really into all that wicca stuff so they go up to the apartment and elaine is of course like nope this is my vibe this is great i'm into it this is all me and uh trish is like okay i'm so glad you like it do you want to go to lunch and she's like i know this great little tea room so this is where i wrote like the dialogue is very stilted so in terms of like editing it's a lot of like one person says their line without any stuttering of any kind Cut to the next person talking and saying their line. Mm-hmm. So, so Elaine is the woman from the car, correct? And Trish, Trish is, is the pink lady. Yes, pink lady. So apparently, the thought tarot is uh, divinatory. Divinatory, D- like divinatory, like meaning like to see the future yeah, and see things. Deck. It's painted by Lady Frida Harris, and the background is supposed to be. Hold on, let's see here. The symbolism. Let's do the illustrations of the deck feature symbolism based on the Crowley's incorporation of imagery from many disparate disciplines, including science and philosophy and various occult systems. Yeah. So Crow. So what Cindy was saying is it's the Thoth Tarot. The Thoth Tarot is inspired by uh, Crowley, who was uh, basically the father of modern witchcraft in the 1960s and 70s, and it's all very like saturated colors, all very sort of like bold. Uh, colors and things like that. So they go to a tea room and it is all bubblegum pink. (laughs) 
And the people serving them are in French-made costumes. And there is a harpist. What? That is like playing harpy songs. Sounds lovely. It was lovely, but I was like, damn, like they are committing to this. And even like the harpist is wearing like a bad blonde wig. Like it's like the yellow Barbie kind of blonde. The commitment was impressive. So uh, Trish says to Elaine, like they're just like talking and, and Elaine is like, this is like a fairy tale in here. And Trish says, do you like fairy tale fantasies, Elaine? And Elaine is like, don't we all flashback to her and Jerry in love with horses? Like, I love you. (laughs) In love with horses. (laughs) So Trish agrees, but she finds it silly. So she's like, there's no Prince Charming. Uh and this is really, really triggering, Ketrin. I know. <laughs> Just wait. So then uh, Elaine is like, no, there's no Prince Charming, but I think I found the formula. She's like, I get men now. If only I knew then what I know now, Jerry would have never left me. I died that day. But when I was reborn as a witch, everything changed. Very over the top acting, stylized. I wrote that about 700 times. I'll stop saying it. I just was like really impressed with the commitment. So, got it. I just, I'm reading it and I'm like, oh my God, I wrote it again. God, chill out. So now we have a flashback to a naked uh, ceremony of witches standing around, a lot of flaccid peni, a lot of capes, uh, things like that. Naked, but with capes? Naked butt with capes. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, you heard that right. I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so maybe this is what I should do for my healing. There you go. Hey, naked capes. Naked I love cape it. witchcraft. Yeah. So she's... It's like goat yoga. <laughs> I really want to do that. I really want to do goat yoga. Sophia did it. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I really want to do it. You don't want to do it? I'm looking at your face. I know. And I'm like, you are the one who brought it up, bitch. Like, do you not want to <laughs> do it? When are you Why do you not talking wanna... about? You just said goat yoga. Oh, right I now. did bring it up right now. <laughs> I thought you right meant like in life. Right this very second, Look, you just brought it up. I thought you meant in the past future. I don't know what you're talking about. No, I mean um, in the now past future. In the current. Uh, I, until literally maybe yesterday or something, I would totally be down. And then I heard two women talking about it. And one woman, this is going to affect you, was like, I don't know if I want to support something that I'm not sure about, like how the goats are treated or like why they're being used for this thing. Oh, that, like, no. why do we need to use goats for that? Oh, and I was like, I never thought about it. I never way. thought about that. Okay. Yeah. That'll require some more research. And now I have different feelings about goat yoga. I know. Well, like they're like, why are we using goats for yoga like what's the point of that and like what are we doing I don't know she was like it just seemed weird cool way to ruin that sorry Um, that's why I had a weird silent face yeah it was a weird silent face (laughs) it was it was Kim's weird judgy silent face where I was like what what did I say no I haven't I haven't figured out my feelings on it this just happened (laughs) okay I have to process still maybe do some research also fuck goat yoga we're gonna do naked cape witchcraft anyway so it doesn't matter uh okay God, I have to get through this. Ketrin, focus. Okay. So she's talking to Trish still. And like, as we're watching this flashback of naked cape yoga, 
uh, Barb, she's like, Barb and Gayen brought me back to life and taught me all I know about life and men. And then we see like very violent naked feet kissing ceremony what (laughs) what cindy's out uh cindy doesn't do feet she's Uh, not into our naked cape and i'm so sorry but i have no idea what that that means means. i also no not a single human in this room knows what that means including there's some kissing and some feet and it's violent and and it's it's a ceremony I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'll post more on that, guys, because I don't know what I was saying there. There's one person that we went to college with that would definitely be into oh, that. Oh, there is. That had a secret foot fetish and tricked women, women into, into being, being in his videos. about it. Hey, guys, don't do that. Um, <laughs> don't tell people it's for a film project uh, <laughs> and then use it for your own personal library, you assholes. But if anyone wants to buy videos of my hands, they're available. If you have a hand fetish. Because she consented to that. That's the difference. (laughs) Full consent. (laughs) Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just pay me. (laughs) Pay me money you owe me, bitch. Okay. Okay. So Trish is now like, well, what do men want? But not in a way that's like, tell me. What do men want? Yeah. She's more just like, what what do you think men want? Like, she kind of thinks Elaine's a little silly. So Elaine says, to be loved and taken care of and made to feel like a man, and we have to give them everything they want. Exactly. Barf. Then we cut to the harpist, and she's singing. Sorry, I'm not your lady for that. Yeah, no, (laughs) nor am I. Nor's Trish, we'll find out. And so the harpist is singing an old ancient song about a woman who seduced all the men in a bad wig, but intentional. (laughs) So Trish is like, but what about what we want? And I'm like, Queen, Trish, 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 Trish. If I had a bell next to me, I'd hit it. But well, Catherine, I'm hogging doesn't it. Doesn't like to let me use it. I'm the bellman right now. The bellman. The bellman. Okay, so she's like, you sound like you've been brainwashed by the patriarchy. Whoa. And I'm like, okay, Trish, do you want to hang out? You Trish sound Trish cool is as my fuck. new best friend. Yeah, she's badass. Goodbye, Elaine. Yeah, bye, Elaine. Trish is in. Yeah, so Elaine says, well, sex unlocks a man's love potential. And Trish goes, if I fucked Richard whenever he wanted, I'd be wrecked. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, okay, bitch. (laughs) And so I don't think she said fucked, but maybe she did. I don't know. And so then she and then Elaine goes, poor Richard. You torture him so. Ugh. I'm not exaggerating. And Trish says, I'll admit, I use sex to get this. And like shows her her engagement ring. Uh-huh. She's married now, but like, so like shows her ring. She's like, but I'm not proud of it. And she's like, Richard loves me for who I am. And Elaine says, sounds like you did find your prince charming. And I'm like, bitch, are you a Stepford wife? Like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> so then in comes Richard. Oh, and hello. he puts his hands over Trisha's eyes to be like, surprise. Guys, that's not a waterfall. That's Kim loudly drinking her drink. I feel like you couldn't even hear it. I was being very quiet. It's literally all I can hear. It's like my I voice being dropped very out. Cool. And all I could hear was like a rushing rapid <laughs> river. I was purposely being very quiet. <laughs> Normally it's a loud. I'll wait. <laughs> Thank you.
No, I can't drink because I'm laughing. I know. He's staring at me <laughs> aggressively. Okay. So in comes Richard, puts his hands over Trisha's eyeballs. And then we hear a daunting harp sound. So it's like a <gasps> gong. Yeah. And he locks eyes with Elaine and just kind of looks uh, hypnotized. And then the camera does something that we're going to see a lot where it's like just her eyes. And she's got this uh, very saturated Thoth tarot deck eyeshadow that's literally this deep teal color of my blanket. We're going to see that a lot. And Richard... Her eye color is that or her eyeshadow? Eyeshadow is that. that. teal. Mm -hmm. And so... He kind of, you know, locks eyes, daunting harp sound, dung, and <laughs> sounded just like that. <laughs> and he says to Trish, she's like, oh, I, I went to your work, but they said you were here. I thought we could have lunch together. And she's like, oh, thank you so much. That was so sweet. I already had lunch. And also, this is an all ladies tea room. And he's like, oh, OK. And he's like, who's your friend? And fucking Elaine, like she doesn't shake hands she puts I already her hand know up what you're gonna tell me in she that does. way what she is how do I say this like like the queen calm down yeah queen how do you like, just like present your hand where it's like kiss calm it. down yeah like I'm not shaking it like equals it's I like you need to kiss my hand that yes so much yeah so she and Richard just kind of like and then when you touch it hand. it's like a wet noodle and yeah. you're like yes. <laughs> so he shakes her noodle and <laughs> <laughs> and uh um Elaine is like, oh, I I heard so much about you. And Richard is like, nothing terrible, I hope. And she's like, on the contrary. Daunting harp sound again. (laughs) Close up on her eyes. Cut to beautiful painting of a naked woman. Very saturated colors. She's holding a horse by its bridle. And she's holding a cup. And there's smoke coming out of the cup. And in the smoke is men's faces. Ooh. And she's also like putting together a bag of magic. She's got like a whole really ornate, beautiful altar set up and she's making candles and she's making voodoo dolls and she's uh, looking in her spell book. She's making potions and a cauldron. She's in her apartment. No, we've cut away from the tea room. Okay, wait, hold on one second. (laughs) Where did I lose you, my love? (laughs) I was like, this is a painting? So sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was like, she's doing a lot of movement for being inside a painting. I see I see how that was unclear. <laughs> Let me back it up. The camera has now moved away from the painting. Okay. And it's now cut to her doing a bunch to of things Elaine. in real life. Okay. Not in painting life. I okay. This was like a painting the whole time. And then you kept saying she was doing multiple things no. moving around. And yeah. I was like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, the, the description of the painting ended with the men's faces in smoke. Oh, okay. okay. Now she's... Elaine. Pu- Elaine is. is putting together a bag of magic, making candles, voodoo dolls, spell Got book, it. making potion in a cauldron, pouring into mold, making something in mortar and pestle at altar, blah, blah, blah. Then we see that there's a giant pentagram on the floor Ooh. with candles at each of the four corners and she has a goblet and she sits in the middle of the pentagram and she holds the goblet up and she's like goddess bring me a sweet man to love me love me love me love me as she lays (laughs) down on the pentagram in a star shape Mm -hmm. cut to her walking down the street and men are literally like 
breaking their necks and smacking <laughs> themselves in the face with their boners as they walk down the street. That's like when we were, um, uh, what's your mahoosits? Do tell. When were people breaking their necks to check me out? I'd love to hear about it. Uh, they were when we put on the stuff. The, the pheromones, oh, pheromones. the pheromones. We put on pheromones from oh, someone's house God. once. From the place I was dog sitting. You were dog sitting <laughs> and I came to visit for whatever reason. And like we Man. put on pheromones and then went to grab a drink. And it was like Terrifying. when animals attack. Yeah, like we was... were in the wild, the African safari. Mm-hmm. And it was like. It was like everyone looked at us. It was We walked into an a club and there was an actual record scratch as we walked in <laughs> there was yeah and, and it dude- was like there was just um a baseball game we were in baltimore so it was orioles versus the yankees yeah. so there was a bunch of dudes down from new york like there was a yeah. whole fireman situation troop. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> their club. Brigade? Uh, <laughs> team squad squad squad, squad sounds squad? right yeah um that was there that's one of the guys i ended up talking to and he like texted you for like a year and a half afterwards yeah like yeah. we had to get, we were moving to la pre- like in a month or two yeah. after that um we talked for a long time even when i lived across the country yeah that was guy, actually really sweet like the guy that i ensnared was like and soup's hot and a fireman Ooh. yeah i mean and new york come yeah. on jeez but i i felt un i felt unprepared to wield that type of power at that time <laughs> I was like, this is a little too much for me. I can't. What What did I just get myself into? Yeah, pheromones, guys. They work. It's uh, terrifying. Shocking. What am I saying? I don't know. What is our podcast? I have no idea. Okay. People looked at her. Yeah. Oh, oh men looked at her. Okay. Hit themselves in the face with boners. Yeah. Right. Boners. So she walks into. Boners to the face squads. Yeah. Boner to the face squads. And so she walks into Moonrise Herbs Magical Apothecary. And I was Ooh, like, I want to go. Ah, me too. I want to go. I want to go. So she goes in and a woman named Wendy is behind the counter. And basically Elaine is in there to sell all her shit. She's like, I make candles and soaps and dolls and spell bags and witch jars. And Wendy is like, we don't have any of this stuff. I'll talk to my boss. Maybe we can sell it. That's how she talks. And so now Elaine goes and sits down on a bench in like the town square and she's eating a sandwich and she's feeding some pigeons with a little bit of bread and her voiceover is saying people ask me why I'm a witch I tell them it's because I want to have magical powers it's not like it sounds it's just using your will to get what you want and then all of a sudden I'm in we hear the pigeons flap away and she like scowls mm-hmm. and we hear like a duh <laughs> and then uh we see that she sort of like locks eyes with a man who's also on the lawn and he's talking to a woman and as she's looking at him all of a sudden he has like jerry's head on his head Mm -hmm. and she stares the man straight up just like walks away from the blonde chick he's talking to like in Mm mid-sentence and like walks over to elaine And they're having small talk about nature and how she sees that his heart is in nature. And he's like, you got me. Impressive. I have a house in the woods. And she's like, I bet you take your wife there. And he's like, oh, I'm not married. And she's like, I bet you take your girl there. And he's like, sometimes. And she's like, want to take a girl there now? I'll make you dinner. Oh, so Elaine, though you are being Wayne. Uh, when you answer this, 
obviously you are not blinded by your boner directly in your eyeballs. I'm not. Uh, what does Wayne do and what do you do? Do you go to the cabin? Um, Wayne definitely does. I, you know what? I'm taking a dating detox and uh, I'm not going to go to that cabin in the woods. It's a uh, no date in times February. Yep. Ring a <laughs> ding, ding, ding-a-ling, bitch. Correct. Yeah. Fa- fa- no, no date. Mm, we'll work on it. Maybe it'll come to us by the end of the yeah, episode. We'll keep trying. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, he goes, boner to the face. They walk to his car. Uh, girl he was talking to is like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> and they drive off. Wow. I mean, that is wielding some power. Yeah. Yeah. She has there. Yeah. Uh, cut to pulling up to the house at night. And he is like, let's make love in the car like kids. And he kisses her. She stops him and pulls out a flask and says, it's something I made. He takes a swig and it's like really strong. Like he's like, whoa. And then she says, finish it. Mm-hmm. Kim, mm-hmm. what do you do and what does Wayneford do? Wayneford yep. drinks it right up. Because mm-hmm. he will do whatever that pheromone tells him to do. Yep. I say no thank you. So you just have a little bit. Okay. I am like, no more. Dump it out. <laughs> yeah. Dump it out. Wow. Okay. Aggressive. I like it. Too uh, strong. Goodbye. Wayne d- chugs it, obviously. Moves his boner out of the way. Right, of obviously. Mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they start making out again. And she's like, I want to go into the house. And I'm like, me too. You got this big old house. I'm not fucking fucking you in your car. And so uh, he starts kissing her. Oh, they go into the house and he like starts kissing her and let's do this. And she turns her head away. She's like, I'll start dinner. So Wayne lights a fire. She's cooking these big ass motherfucking steaks, like the ones that are like the huge fucking steaks. (laughs) Uh, And she brings it to him in the living room and she pours some wine and she's like to nature. And I wrote that is way too much food to bone later. Like that is <laughs> not going to work out for somebody. Definitely not me. <laughs> I remember actually on our honeymoon, one of the nights that we like went to like a really nice dinner. We were like, we've got to get dessert. Cause there was like some amazing dessert on there. And Eric goes, you realize right now, like if we get this dessert, we are choosing dessert over having sex with each other. And both of us were like, yeah, we know. Let's, we'll have two. <laughs> it's, uh, so they're eating their steaks. And we learn that he teaches uh, English at a college and also 18th century French lit. And she's like, oh, are you a libertine? And he's like, I am. I love women. Basically, a libertine, I looked it up, is like someone who like is – morally lacks about sexual encounters and loves women casanova Casanova. thank you cindy i really like having a researcher here i know it's very helpful great perfect (laughs) i love it uh move peter on out this is great uh so then he starts to feel a little dizzy and he goes what was in that drink oh and she says oh berries vodka and hallucinogenic herbs hmm just a few hallucinogenic herbs is this how i get a man yeah all of a sudden it's now in like 
a swirling kaleidoscope rainbow filter, which I'm sure you've seen in like 60s and 70s movies where they're like, we just discovered filters. And she's like, do you mind if I make myself more comfortable? And he's like, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) And she disrobes very sexily. Now, I should say she was wearing all black, okay? But as she takes off her dress, we see that inside all of her clothes is lined with rainbow like straight up joseph and the amazing technicolor dream coat shit i kind of like that yeah and feels like me it it was you-ish for sure and then so then he's like but he's hallucinating so he's like that's too bright and and then he's like you have two selves (laughs) dark and quiet and then that pointing to like the rainbow and he's like who do you give that to? <laughs> that and she like, like me. <laughs> hands him her dress and she's like, you right now. <laughs> and then she's like throwing her clothes at him and like all of her lingerie. And he's like grabbing it and smelling it. And he's just like, <laughs> like, like crazy, la- like goofy laughter where I'm like, and I'm not into it anymore. I love it. I'm so, this just got me more in. Yeah. So you, so, uh, then she says you can make love to me now and he like carries her upstairs to mystery music so it's like no longer like the sexy candlelight music now it's sort of like not ominous music but a mystery music and we have which sounds like fuck off i don't know (laughs) (laughs) wow I'll wow. find that I'll find that I'll post Mortem the mystery music. And wow. <laughs> Aggressive. I am not your pony. Okay. So then we it see It was like, half a joke, but I kind of wanted to know. I know. So then we see more like more rain, rainbow filter. Everything is rainbow filtered. And then I we mean. have like her eyes yeah. with her t- teal eyeshadow. Yeah. 60s undies all over the place. Ooh. And then they no idea what those look like, but I, cool. Well, they're just um, there's it's a lot of contraptions oh, and a lot of okay. pointiness. Pointy, yes, 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 uh, yes, 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 yes. The push up hadn't been invented yet, so unless you so had like pointy. your natural push up, there was nothing to be done. Which for I you. do. Yeah. So. Fuck off again. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I can't help but they're amazing. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Phenomenal tits. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, 60s filter eyeballs. (laughs) Everyone, she's got phenomenal tits. (laughs) See the phenomenal tits here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, So, blah, blah, blah. They get down to Rainbow Bone Town. Rainbow Bone Town? That sounds fun. I was like, I want to go to Rainbow Bone Town. I really do. So it's also on golden gold satin sheets. Whoa! And I'm like, God, I would just sweat, sweat. all over those. I cannot. I cannot <laughs> stay the night at a guy's house once, and With he had satin, satin sheets, sheets. And I made him in the middle of the night get up and change yeah. his sheets. Yeah, it's and it's then he changed them to jersey, which oh. is my second least favorite. Also, sweat material, um, but. It was better than satin. Yeah. Like I literally so couldn't bad. do it. I was like, "You must change your yeah. sheets." It's it's like I, this is dangerous for me. Like my body is too hot. In a way that yeah. So gold satin sheets, and uh, now we lots of sixties filters, swirling heads, kaleidoscope heads, eyes, always her eyes. Blah blah blah. Now we're post bone. 
he leans over and takes a drink of water on the nightstand and starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) And everything she says is in a very affected, (laughs) a very affected way. So she's like, what is it, Wayne? And he's like, I feel so strange. And she's like, I'm here. And he's like, no woman has ever given themselves to me like that before. And she said, oh, life's been tough. This is how she's talking, but she's serious. Like, she's like, I know, I'm with you. And uh, so she's like really laying it on, making him seem like he's the most interesting man in the world. But really, he's a little turd boy is what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep, that's what I wrote. And so he's like, you have no games, no agendas with you. Most women want you to make a bunch of promises as soon as you sleep with them. Fuck you, Wayne. Yeah. How can you, how can you when you don't know someone? I never thought I wanted to be tied down, but I just never met the right woman. Women I'm attracted to are too dumb, and the bright ones don't give me a boner. He didn't say boner. He said arouse me or some shit. And I was like, oh my God, leave. Wayne. and so then hashtag therapy, Wayne. Right. Also, hashtag leave, Wayne. Uh, so then she's like, seems like quite a problem, baby. He starts crying and is like, it is. It really is. I didn't think I needed anybody, but I was wrong. I've never felt like this before. Never felt love like this before. I can't take it. Oh, a lot of emotions, baby. Elaine, I'm sick. I'm sick. She says, try to get some sleep. And she leaves. Cut to her smoking on the couch by herself. Wayne is screaming from the bedroom. Elaine! And crying. (laughs) And her voiceover says, what a pussy. Yes! What a... Elaine! What a baby. I thought I'd found a real man, but he's just a little girl. No one was there for me when I cried my heart out. No one comforted me. Oh, God. And I was like, bitch, you need some fucking hashtag therapy. So then she wakes up on the couch. Perfect makeup, obviously. And she sees that there's like a bit of blood on the sheet. I was like, oh, been there. God, the amount of of sheet sets I had to buy for dudes is so many. Uh, and she goes in the bathroom, takes out a tampon from her purse, and I need to ask you this. She puts the tampon in, like, on the brochure, where you are, you're standing, and you put one leg up, like you're Captain Malibu, Mm -hmm. and then you stick it in from there. Like, that's how they instruct you to do it. She puts it in like that. Have you ever in your fucking life put in a tampon that way? With my leg up? You're standing, and I'm not... You have your other leg up Captain Malibu style. Mm. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Cindy. I I was, like, with you, but I was like... Who's Captain Malibu? (laughs) Yeah. But I was picturing Captain Morgan, but it didn't feel right. That's, that's like, how you're supposed to, like, instruct someone. Captain Malibu. Captain Malibu. And just, like, in the air, it's, like, on something. It's, like, on the toilet. No, it's straight up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) so if you don't have the flexibility of a prima ballerina you can't can't use a tampon tampon. uh i don't believe i've done that no of course you haven't because you're not a fucking psychopath like this bitch is (laughs) so cut to her making breakfast and she brings it to him in bed 
and he's laying awake and he looks like he did not sleep and he's shaking and sick. Like it looks like he's going through withdrawal. And so she tells him, drink this. You'll feel better. Mm-hmm. Kim. No. <laughs> what does Winifred I, do? You already know my answer and that was what that bell was for. Yeah. And what does. I do not fucking drink that. Okay. Look and, what the last drink she gave me did. Right. And what does Winifred do? Uh, oh my God, Wayne. Fuck Wayne. Of course he drinks it. Fucking idiot. Fuck you, he Wayne. He's a total he's a total douche turd. Turd what boy. I call him? Turd little, little Turd boy? Turd little bird boy. <laughs> turd little bird. He's a turd little bird. He's a turd little bird boy. So So he's like, I had horrible dreams. I dreamt I was calling you and calling you and you never came. But you love me, don't you? And she's like, of course I do. Get some sleep. And he's like, don't leave me. She's like, I'm not going anywhere. Cut to her down in the living room again, pulling three tarot cards. She pulls the five of cups, which is basically, I can only see what I've lost. So like, I can only see Jerry, Mm -hmm. basically. The tower which is you've built up expectations and they're coming crumbling down. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the three of swords, which we know is just disappointment and suffering. Oh, man. So she pulls this and she's like, this doesn't bone bone well. Bone well for me. <laughs> this doesn't bone or bode well for me or Wayneford. So she looks to the bedroom. Now cut to her going back into the bedroom. And she's like, Wayneford, Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> turns him over and he's dead as a turd boy goodbye turd little bird boy so she closes his eyes and starts crying on him like a disney princess <laughs> <laughs> question four now yes. you're elaine yes what dost thou do and what does she do this is a great question well it's his cabin it's in the woods. Cabin. Cindy just asked where they are. They're still in his cabin in the woods. Uh, well, um, here's the thing. No one knows that I'm there. At all. Or do they? I guess that fucking chick saw us. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I feel like she's got more expertise in this than I do, yeah. but um, I, fuck, I still don't know what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Cindy gave me a good idea and I'm going to steal it. I know. I I'm re- I almost got an- annoyed. I was like, Kim gets to cheat. And then I was like, oh no, when we record my episode, I'm going to get to cheat too. So it's fine. <laughs> um, she said that she uses his body as like a ritual in some way. Okay. And I'll go with that too. That sounds good. And what do you do? I... I'm a crafty witch mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to also do a spell to protect me and, um, you know, forget people's memories, all the things. One point for her, or should I say Cindy, since she helped you, <laughs> uh, no points for you because here's the thing you live in you are a witch but you do in fact live in the real world and you have a body on your hands so we need to yeah but i'm gonna uh create a spell 
So what's her face doesn't remember anything. And like, uh, if I just did a spell over all men in general, I'm going to do a spell on like police and everything. Like, I just won't even, it won't even matter. Not any reason for you to know this until later, but I don't know that you're as good of a witch as you think you are. Um, how dare you? (laughs) Uh, so, Ooh, I forgot about my white claw. I'm so excited. Okay. So what she does is she goes outside naked and she starts picking yellow flowers and then she sees a deer and then we cut to um, her peeing into a mason jar. Uh, She then funnels it into an apothecary jar. Uh, Then she adds a used tampon. Wow. Then she adds some... very specific. Yeah. Then she adds some... I didn't know my spell required so much bodily fluids. Yeah. So then she adds... I thought it was rosemary. I learned later that it's jimsum weed. She Uh, adds that. mm -hmm. Uh, Then I wrote and adds some other shit. I also learned that she was adding sharp things. So like nails or tacks or things like that. Mm -hmm. Then her voiceover is saying... Now this I... This I... I mean, she's a fucking psychopath, but this I was on board for. (laughs) She goes, tampons aren't gross. A woman bleeds and that's beautiful. Most men have never even seen a used tampon. Part of me can be with Wayne now. Always. (laughs) So that actually fascinated me because I bet that that's true. How many men have seen a used tampon? tampon? And it's like, we see dozens of them every month like that's just so it goes back to the class that I want to teach that we talked about last week in the past future yeah um like I want to just be like this shit isn't gross like you don't get to say this is gross like this is just 51 percent of the population's body that they go through kind of thing and just like destigmatize the grossness of periods can you imagine if just like a whole generation of men grew up not thinking periods were gross and like the the snowball effect that that would have on their mindset towards women oh my god wow I kind of think I might I need to I told you in the past future you should do it I agree yeah I stopped Um, using tampons and it's magnificent use those diva cups no I use flex discs but so but it's like a I tried the diva cup and to, that that's catching the blood it is yes. basically in like a, a yes, trough a disc <laughs> I, I put a trough yeah up my vajay yeah and, and a horse drinks out of yeah. it while blood drips into it <laughs> for my rituals that i am doing <laughs> sometimes a pig depends on the month right <laughs> what uh, animals uh drinking from my trough yeah but um Yes, I try. I maybe I should try a different brand, but I tried the Diva Cup thing and it. I didn't figure it out. This took me a month, to, a month or two to figure it out. Anyway, yeah. but um, yeah, because you can wear them for like twelve hours, so you never have to fucking wear it. And there's no fucking p string. Right, right, right. Which is I'm the worst thinking, part of a tampon. I was just talking to Eric about um, because guys, this is TMI. I'm sorry. We can cut it, I guess. But the poor man has to. He does all the laundry, and so sometimes it's di- like. It's difficult. There's going to be some casualties For to your sure. underwear 100%. every month. And Eric is a saint in that like he's he's amazing. Like he just he's not grossed out. Like he's just like whatever. But I did mention to him. I was like, I'm thinking about using like reusable pads like for the environment, basically. And he was just like, can can you not please? <laughs> and <laughs> I know there was reusable. They're pads. coming out. I follow this account. I'll share it uh, to our female Sammies that is like 
all of all different kinds of products, not just uh, period products, but all different kinds of products that don't use plastic or one use things and it's some really amazing ideas and one of them was like I mean I'm I wash fucking blood out of my underwear all the time why can't I wash it out of a reusable pad and not use all of that like plastic and chemical dyed cotton and all that kind of stuff and like it's the same thing as reusable diapers as as Cindy said and it's like yeah I'm just kind of I'm looking into it anyway Male Sammies, get used to get used to hearing about periods. About okay. Yeah, I'm get not even to gonna it. say sorry or TMI. Like I'm not ashamed. Yeah, and I retract my sorry. Good. I'm not Good sorry. Job. Uh, what are we doing? What's my? All podcast? I remember is like a trough and. Uh, oh, oh! She puts her tampon into the urine jar. That's urine. what happens. Got it. And because men haven't seen them. Got it. Right. Because men haven't seen them. Yeah. In the present future. So cut to her wheelbarrowing his body out to the field okay. outside of his house. And she's like, I don't mind burying people. I've done it before. <laughs> oh. People I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Have, I wrote down, she buries him and does, or I bury him and do a ritual. Wow. wow. Cindy Cindy's said she buries him and does a ritual. So. I don't know. Kim might be fired. Uh, so, <laughs> so she is digging a hole and her voiceover is, <laughs> this woman is basically you and me like smushed together. She's like, <laughs> I want to come back as a cat. <laughs> I've been so depressed since my cat died. His name was Gray Mulkin. <laughs> he was my best friend. <laughs> This is Ketrin, in case anyone was wondering which side we're on right now. Yep. I love that 10 seconds ago, you were like, I mean, she's a complete sociopath (laughs) and she's a mixture of me and you. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So um, she's taking her black dress off now with the rainbow sewn inside and we have ominous music and she puts the witch jar, the yellow flowers she picked and the dress on his grave. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I give the rainbow to you right now then she lights the dress on fire and uh cut to her you know she's had a rough day so she puts some flowers into a bathtub and takes a really relaxing bath I feel you girl you know it's a tough I think day that's both of us yeah and then she drives off in wayne's car Bye. she's like i have a car now cool nice uh you know so cut to her painting again in her apartment she's moved on like she's like well wayne's gone goodbye he was a turd bird. He was a Ferguson turd bird anyway. Anyway. So cut to her painting with this very like Baroque harpsichord playing. And she's in a very, very, very Victorian outfit. Like cosplay Victorian outfit. And her hair's all up. And she's painting a naked woman who's holding a bloody sword over the body of a stabbed dead man. <laughs> uh, cool. In, yeah. In comes Trish. And Trish is like, wow, you look so beautiful. And Elaine's like, I know. Uh, <laughs> she's confidently. Yeah. And then she, and hey, she's, you need to own your worth. And she's one of those women where it's like you never want her to not be on screen because like she's so symmetrical and aesthetically pleasing that you're like, my eyes just want to rest on you forever. Mm-hmm. Like she really is that beautiful. Uh, so then Elaine offers her tea and cake. And I wrote, this is how I live now. <laughs> I just want to live in a Baroque painting, drinking tea and eating cake. Uh, and Trish is like, you've been busy with a man, I hope. And she's like, yes, 
but it didn't work out. It was a shame. I really liked him. And I'm like, no, you didn't, bitch. He was a turd boy. So Trish says she's going out of town for work. And Elaine asks if Richard is going with her. Uh Uh-oh. Trish. Now we cut to a 60s burlesque strip club. Mm. Uh, But what was interesting was like nobody really got naked. Like it was like they remained in very modest bathing suit type cover-ups and everyone seemed cool with it. So I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, I mean, that kind of was what? Yeah, it was it was it was just refreshing. And burlesque yeah. in general too can be a little less. Yeah. It was just it was refreshing to mm-hmm. see. So uh old man bartender talking to two waitresses and the two waitresses who come up to you know, and they're like, My table needs a man old Manhattan. I almost said an old Manhattan. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> old man bartender, I need an old Manhattan. <laughs> and so they're like, Did you hear about the news? And they're like, a body was found, a body with a symbol carved into the chest. Uh, and then they show pictures of the body to the girls. And I wrote, what? why are we publishing pics of dead bodies in the newspaper? What is happening? So, that is something they used to do. I guess, yeah. They like, did it no, for, for Thelma Todd, which I learned on Hadley's podcast, El Underbelly LA. Everyone should go listen to it. Um, and they're like, it's a pentagram. And then some old drunk dude named Lloyd Who's just like, you're like, oh, you live there, yeah, sir. Yeah. And he's like, those damn witches. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, go home, Lloyd. You're drunk. So cut to Elaine and Barb talking. Oh, We're meeting the Barb. Barb. The Barb is here. The Barbler. And so she's like, Elaine goes, so yeah, Barb, that's everything. After Jerry died, the cops wouldn't stop bothering me. They really thought I killed him. So I had to leave. Thank God you had the apartment. And Barb is like, perfect timing. And she's, and then Elaine says, I had a weird experience last weekend. He got really emotional. And then he got sick after I used love magic. The emotions just came pouring out of him. Question five. Mm-hmm. As a friend, Kim, what do you tell Elaine? And what does Barb tell Elaine? I mean, we've just discussed how this is not my forte, so... But, like, um, maybe it's me telling you about a boy. Um, I'm confused about what direction we're going in. Um, just, like, advice? Mm-hmm. And just, like... Um, is Barbler also a witch? Barbler is also a witch. Okay. That's good to know. Um, um, I think just... Uh, I mean, I'd probably be like, well, he's not your person, so let's just move on. Okay. And um, what do you tell her about using love spells? Oh, okay. That's what I was wondering. I was like, where are we going here? We're trying to save people. Um, Lives, your life. I didn't feel that way. I just thought I was giving advice. Well, that's why I'm explaining it. Burns. Oh, don't give me that look. <laughs> I will fight you <laughs> with my rainbow magic. Um, I am going to tell her that love spells. Oh my God. I hate this voice. Are doing. dangerous. Okay. You're going to tell her that. Okay. And what does Barbler and tell her? Barbler 
tells her the same. Two points. Uh, you were more definitive. Barbler is like... Barbles around about it. Barbles around about it. <laughs> She's like, you have to be careful with love spells. Right. So here comes Gayen. And he is... <sighs> I don't... Yeah. <laughs> I hate... Okay. I really struggle with this because... I don't want it to sound like I'm shaming someone for their looks, but in this instance, I feel like it's relevant that we're dealing with a situation where Barbler is extremely youthful and and attractive. Uh, Elaine is obviously a fucking out-of-this-world smoke show. Gayen is a middle-aged not smoke show his fire was was put out (laughs) it's not and like i feel like that's relevant because we're about to have some conversations about like the patriarchy and how like there's a there are double standards yeah yeah so that's the only reason that i'm talking about like him not being traditionally attractive i'm trying not to Mm -hmm. do that anymore but you get my point so gayen comes up and he's like marry meat Meaning, like, that's, like, what witches say to each other. Like, we are not meat like Philly cheesesteak. Meat like M-E-E-T. And M-E-R-R-Y? Yeah. Like, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. He then kisses Elaine's tummy, her chest, and then goes to kiss her mouth. And she turns away disgusted. But not so disgusted that Gayen would pick up on her disgust. So now we're seeing a thing where there's a power dynamic between Gayen and Elaine that we just saw something mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. He sits down and they toast. And here comes Lyle. And he's like, go home, witches. <laughs> and Ale- fucking Lyle. Wait, where are we? In the bar still. The burlesque show bar. They're all- That's okay, where Elaine okay, and Barbler okay. are talking. La- he, he never he never leaves. Well, because there's naked ladies dance. Cindy asked, "Why is Lyle there?" Lyle is there for the booze and the boobs. You know, they happen to be witches, but he likes boobs and booze. Can you imagine if someone said hello to you and then kissed you on the stomach and I, then the chest? I can't, and, and I won't. then the lips. Yep, I can't, and I won't. I uh, and I resent you for making me try still, to imagine it. I'm still holding on to that. Yeah, it was really, it was really, <laughs> it was really invasive yeah, for sure and <laughs> barbler didn't seem to care like barbler was like sure my husband's kissing the the abdomen of another woman that's fine so after lloyd is being even just the angles yeah it's very weird he had to bend down to bend down and then sort of get into a half squat <laughs> yes. and then stand straight up yeah it was a lot of awkward squatting it was it w- oh, and he's also Good wearing like a satin robe. Glutes. Yeah, he's wearing like a long mm, he priest would. robe. He's basically like Hugh Hefner. For a- yeah, he's 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 if Hugh Hefner was a warlock, a wizard. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what we're dealing he's with. A wizard Hugh Hefner. So then Elaine, in response to Lyle, is like, "I didn't know this place was hostile towards witches," and Barb says to ignore him, 
And Gayen is like, I miss the good old days in San Francisco where we all made love freely and no one cared whether they were a witch or a Satanist or a Thelemite or a Druid or a Wiccan or whatever. Can you look up Thelemite? Spelled like it, or yeah, spelled like it sounds. Um, And he's like, but I've been teaching and it's going very well. And he names all these like really cool classes where I was like, oh my God, Hogwarts, I'm into it. And then he says, and of course, sex magic. And this is where Elena's like, Elena oh. was like, Ear? actually, she no. went, oh, you're still teaching that. Oh. And we were like, what was that I just saw, Elaine? And he's like, yep, we even have some students dancing here to learn about sexual dancing. Then these two fucking blonde robot twins walk up <laughs> in gauzy white dresses and they speak in fucking unison. And they're like, hi, Barbara. Hi, Gayen. Sorry, we're late. Now picture if my voice was two of me saying that. Mm-hmm. And they sit down and we learn that they're students. And Gayen points out how powerful the girl on stage is. And it's this like really uh, beautiful woman that sort of has like the body type of burlesque that we're used to. But then also like this really youth- youthful face, but then like gray hair. Mm. So I was like, ah, queen, I love it. And she's just, like, really feeling herself. She's doing the tassel twirling on the nip-nips. Ooh, cool. I mean, she's killing it. So the following speech that is given by Barbler and Gayen is happening over us watching like this watching woman dance. dance. Yeah, and the men responding to her. Now, if this movie wasn't so stylized, I'd be like, well, that was a ham-fisted as fuck speech. Like, could we have dumped more exposition into this hole? Um, but because it's so stylized, I, it was fine. So Barbler starts talking about a woman's sexuality. And she's like, she's like, we don't view this power as satanic or anti-feminist, but as a celebration of a woman as a natural creature. She's Wait, like, what can you say it again? We don't view our power of sexuality that like our greatest powers, our sexuality is anti-feminist or satanic, okay. which is like what the Christian community calls it. But it's just a natural celebration of the female creature. Mm -hmm. And then she says the whole history of witchcraft is interwoven with the fear of female sexuality, which all of the, I mean, that's why I was like, this is very expositiony, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty spot on. And she's like, later they used marriage to hold us in bondage so that we could be their servants, whores and fantasy dolls, never asking us what we wanted. Oh, and I wrote, but this is what Elaine is doing. If this wasn't so stylized, I'd find this ham-fisted. Oh, that's what I wrote. Also shows that Elaine is kind of a shitty witch in the sense that like she like Barbler is like, it's not about what men want. It's about coming together, like the duality or the polarity of men, man and woman kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. not about like just giving over to them and everything that they, that they want. And so she's like, they teach us that the normative human being is a hyper-rationalist stoic male and women's emotions or intuitions are illnesses that need to be cured. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah. Zowies, is that fucking true yeah. about society and yeah. the patriarchy? Yep. Even I was just talking to Cindy last night that the Woo. male body, even in like textbooks or in medicine, the male body is what's considered the normal body. Yeah, and it's yeah, literally yeah, yeah. referred yeah. to as that. And then a female body is the abnormal. And it's like, motherfucker, 
There's actually a lot of like medicine and stuff that like hasn't been tested on women yep. at all. At all. Because they're not the normal yeah. body. Yeah. It's fucking insane. So she's like, as witches, she's talking about as witches, we strive for male, female polarity. So the balance of the two. And she's like, we need, to, this is where she kind of gets more into like love magic. And I was like, you kind of lost me here. Uh, she's like, we need to teach men how to love, how to love us using ways they can understand. Uh, so as goddesses, we use perfume, high heels, makeup, dress attractively, display fr- flesh artfully. Now I should say this is gay in talking now, mm-hmm, talking mm-hmm. about how women should display their flesh artfully. And he's like, be a mother and a lover, stand your ground, but always let the man feel like a man. So like now we're kind of getting into like the, you know, we don't mm-hmm. we don't need to live in gender stereotypes. Everybody embodies the male and female energy. Yeah. Within themselves, within themselves kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote, is this the movie Grease? Because it just <laughs> it just reminded me of like how Sandy's like, the only way that I can get Danny is if I turn into Rizzo. Right, right. Uh, it's a really upsetting movie, Grease, honestly. So, yeah, remember when we saw it? I like, I was like, oh my god, I love Grease. Grease is my yeah. favorite. And then all like a bunch of girlfriends, we all got together and saw it at the Hollywood Bowl. They yeah. did a sing along. Yeah, and we were all like, ooh, ooh, haven't seen this one in quite a few years. Yeah, it's really re- the message and since we've become more aware human women yeah. in the world. The message of Greece is yeah, bad. It's pretty bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Thelemite. T h e l e m i t e. Thelemite. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, so we use such ma- sex, sex magic uh, to destroy his fear of opening his heart, and basically saying like, we use like. Basically, we use sex to make them less. F- For them rational? to be able to open up. I guess. Yeah. It's really like connected. Yeah. So blah, blah, blah. So that was like the exposition of like talking about sex magic with Barbler and Gayen. So now we cut to Elaine back at her apartment and she's looking at her altar and on her altars, all the pics of the men she's been with. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. And it's been with. Quotation yep. mark. Yep, yep, yep. And it's a voiceover while she's taking her extensions out because she had this long hair down to her waist. And it's like. Can you imagine what the wall of pictures would look like? You mean. Like, well, it would of, be the... Of my wall. Yeah, it would be the side of a wall. building. <laughs> my wall would be... <laughs> yeah. Just as far as the eye could see. Oh, God. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know all the pictures no, to put me up. Me neither. Yeah. I don't recall. What is thelemite? So, just look at this symbol. I kind of want Ooh. Ooh. That's really that cool. Too. Thelemite well, symbol. That, that, it's cool because really it's cool. definitely that's like Celtic. Cool. Yeah. We'll post that Sammy's. Yeah. Here, hold on. Come say it. Hello, Sammy. (laughs) Thelema is a social or spiritual philosophy derived from Western esotericism. What's esotericism? (laughs) One may take this definition to entail by extension, one does their will. So basically, like, you're going to do you. You do you. You do you. That's my favorite fucking philosophy of life. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay, Thelemite. 
yeah. You oh do my God, you. let's do it. Let's you get do a you. tattoo. Yeah. So I guess that was that was why he was listing it among Satanists because Satanists are actually also you do you. There's there's because Satan is a is a Christian construct. So like yeah. to be a Satanist is actually just like. I'm going to butcher this, but I'll talk more about Satanism when I have information from Eric. Yeah, because there's a lot of misconceptions about it. So it fits in with that, with with just you do you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so she's taking out her... I love that we've just decided that thelomitism means it's it's just a you do you religion. Yeah. That's the religion of you do you. Yeah. That's uh, you you. what it is. Yeah. We've decided we it. We could now um, teach a class We're going to tattoo it. our bodies with yep. it because Sounds great. of 10 seconds yeah. of looking it up. <laughs> we make solid decisions yep. and choices. Yeah. Back to my wall oh, of right. conquerings. Of, of which we, yeah, I, I remember I, I used to try to count. I have it listed at one point in time and that was... Many years ago. Many years ago. (laughs) And then I gave up. I remember someone got mad at me. I think, of course, it was probably a dude. Definitely a dude. Cindy's like, yes, 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 yes. That's what Eric always says. He's like, I have no illusions that you came out of a box when you met me. Someone got mad at me once because I don't know. I have literally no idea what my number is. I don't know that I could figure it out, to be honest, at this point. Um, Yeah. And I don't care. Um, But some dude I one time was like oh, I it felt like I offended him because he like could not he just would not believe me that I didn't know he was like how can you not know and I was like Cause because I don't I, like yeah. I just don't keep track and I sleep with more than like yeah um one person like yeah, I don't know like not... I just it's been many years of I don't know. I like how, unless you keep track, how would you know? Yeah, exactly. Or it's like, unless it's a small enough. Yeah, it's not a small enough number. Right. I know that. It's not but like, yeah, he was like, so like, just could not get past it. And I was like, so I don't know how else to tell you that I don't know. And I don't know why you don't believe that I don't know. Yeah, like, he just wouldn't like, believe it. And I was like, older. what do you mean? Like, we're also getting older. Like, and why do you, why does it offend you so much it, that yeah. I like, wouldn't keep a detailed list yeah of every man you're like because i don't care about most of the dicks that i've been with (laughs) so they're out of my fucking mind and out of my life like you're about to be goodbye okay so she's taking off her accoutrement and Can I just tell one more side story just regarding that? Sure. This one chick that I was like in acting class with who I love, um, I went to her bachelorette party. So it was like, I was like a newer friend and it was like all her like bestie friends from like New York came out and they were talking about like how many people she slept with and stuff. And she was like, I don't know. And she's like a little bit like older and stuff, but she's just like north of 50, south of 100. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's my favorite description that's of your number perfect. ever. Yeah. And I was like, hell yes, girl. And she's yeah. like, but now one dick for the rest of my life. Oh, my God. I love that. Because <laughs> she was like close to like 40 when she got sure. married, basically. So she's like, that was my favorite description ever. That. Yeah. Eric's never been weird about that. I really appreciate. So as she's taking off her accoutrement, we are hearing her remembering men in her life talking to her Mm -hmm. so first we're hearing jerry's voice and he's like i love you elaine i love you very much but you need to be careful i mean dinner was late three times this (gasps) week 
Oh, Jerry. Oh, it gets worse. I get home and the house is a total pigsty. Oh. You know, I found a hot dog under the bed this morning and I was like, well, that's pretty gross. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, that's I'm sorry. pretty, pretty gross. I'm sorry, what? Hey, you know what? Anna and I found a hot dog in our closet back in college, so no judgments, okay? Sometimes your hot dogs get away from you. <laughs> I just feel like in yeah. college it's acceptable, but, but like... But think about when she was probably married. Probably, co- like, probably the age that we were in college. How'd that hot dog get under that bed? Also, I'm like, sometimes you're... You, sometimes- also, for whatever reason, when you said that, I pictured, like... <laughs> under the mattress no. <laughs> now that I'm picturing it like under the bed was, it feels more acceptable she was tucking like, it away for a midnight yeah, snack like, no this like was, was like, like under the, the just like rolled bed under frame. the bed somehow yeah, yeah. it was like in the mattress like, I was like how'd that get there sometimes hot dogs get away from you okay it's just an interesting yeah. choice of a situation so anyway. that I was kind of like yeah I'm not super into finding hot dogs under the bed but also like what are you doing, Jerry? Right. How do I know it wasn't Pick your, up your fucking own hot, hot dogs, dog. Jerry? Yeah, fucking Jerry Dandridge. <laughs> no, J- don't smirk. Sorry, Jerry, Jerry Dandridge name would like never that. leave a this hot dog under the bed. Ne- never leave a hot dog under the bed. He doesn't even eat hot dogs. He only eats apples. Apples, yeah. So then he's like, and why don't you even brush your hair? You know, I'm embarrassed to even bring people over to the house. Fuck you, Jerry. Oh, Fuck you, Jerry. Yeah. Oh. So the poor oh, thing. Oh, I'm so glad that I murdered him. Yeah. Yeah. So the poor thing. I don't know that yet, but I'm assuming that's what happened and he deserved it. Yeah. So now we hear another voice and it's, I have a crazy bitch for a daughter. What? Mm. You're not crazy? Well, if you're not crazy, then you're <sighs> stupid. So wow. which is it? Are you crazy or are you stupid? Ouch. You could also stand to lose a few pounds while we're at it. Ouch. Yeah. Wow. This is really... Uh hitting the marks you were right yep where do things come from yep wow so now she's laying in bed and here's where it gets really sad we see that she's like hearing this abusive talk in her head and like kind of masturbating to it oh yeah and so now we hear a voiceover of jerry again oh no and this is clearly like oh sweet baby elaine uh no well maybe okay this is clearly maybe after her and jerry got divorced because he's like, oh my god, Elaine, you've you've lost so much weight. You have you have such a hot body now. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he's like, do Fuck you, you like it? Do you like it when I touch you like this? I want to make you come, Elaine. And she's like, mm-hmm. clearly imagining this now. Or it's like a fantasy, maybe. You know, it you could know. be. Yeah, who knows? Now we see Gayen standing over her, like imagined, mm-hmm. and we see a flashback to a sex ceremony with gay probably the sex magic class and he's like don't be afraid elaine i would never hurt you i'm not the big bad wolf you need to have perfect love and perfect trust then we're sort of i mean things are elaine was not i'm so yeah yeah she was not set up for success yeah she was only set up for crawly so now we're seeing like the actual sex ceremony, like the flashback of it. And she looks really nervous at the ceremony. She's kneeling down, hands tied, naked, blindfolded, all of these caped, flaccid penises. Naked caped people, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and now she's being laid on an altar and Gayan is saying how the first altar was a woman and a man <sighs> holds an atem over her belly uh-huh. and then a woman holds a chalice under the atem uh-huh. and the man stabs the atem into the chalice symbolizing uh-huh. like the chalice is a woman's womb and the atem is uh-huh. the penis uh-huh. and then Gayan is on top of her i'm so upset yeah okay she looks not into it now back to present day and uh, she appears to have like finished masturbating so she was uh, masturbating to her own abuse not great i just explain my face it's a uh, so it's as small as she can make it her eyes are closed as if to say eyes. make the thoughts go away now I she's taking a little eyes. peek it's uh, uh yeah it was not great so uh, now now we cut to a police station. Okay. And we have a detective dude named Griff who's okay. in like a suit. And then we have an Griff officer. McGriff? Griff McGriff. McGriff? Yeah. It's Griff McGriff. What was his name? Uh, Jerry McGriff. Jerry McGriff. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was McGriff. I think we learned it was just McGruff the crime dog. Right. We like kept ju- There was no, no first name. But we thought we were like, maybe or, it's- or, or that was um, the Mandela effect. And when we were kids, I really think he had a first name. I really Scruff think- McGruff. Was it Scruff McGruff? I'm going to look it up. Or Jerry. Jerry McGruff. Jerry McGruff. <laughs> um, but what if that's the Mandela effect? Oh, I really yeah. think he had a first name and yeah. now he doesn't. Yeah. So in another dimension, he did. We have a, uh, an officer, female officer, beautiful, uh, walking up to him and she's like, good morning, Sergeant. Congrats on your promotion. And very classically mm-hmm. 60s handsome dude. Mm-hmm. And Griff says, thanks, Connie. Any <laughs> coffee this morning? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was good, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I really saw that. Yeah. Oh, oh Scruff McGruff was his nephew. I still think that in my dimension as a child, yeah. his name was Scruff McGruff. Cindy, but maybe I'm wrong. You are legit hired. Um, you're gonna need to tell your husband that you're moving to California yeah. and that you have a job as our researcher. So we, we need can't to pay a, you yet, no. but eventually it's in the cards. We need to get a mic, and then you can be like our Steven on yes! my favorite murder. Oh my god, our Steven. Cindy! Cindy! <laughs> <laughs> so uh he's uh, thanks connie and she's like (laughs) made it just the way you like it and he says is there anything you can't do well (laughs) no and she says why don't you try me out tonight whoa connie okay connie and then he goes and gets coffee with a dude who we learn is his partner and Griff is like, how's the coffee? And his partner is like, it's too strong. And his partner's like, now that you have that promotion, you should settle down. And Griff is like, nope. And (laughs) no, thank you. you. If you know what you, you got to know what you want. Uh, You know what? Be careful. You're honest. Be careful the leeway you give Griff. uh, Because he's a, you know what? Spoiler alert. He's a piece of shit. Oh, damn it. Uh, now, the blonde woman that was talking to Wayne comes in Sorry, Wayne. Got it. to the police station. Right, 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 right. And she says she thinks Wayne was kidnapped. Well, if I 
cast my spell on her, this wouldn't happen. That's all right. You know what? Your faith in your own magical powers is impressive and misplaced. So I'm a magical miracle. (laughs) And I create my desires into my reality. So cut to blonde lady (laughs) taking Griff and his partner to Wayne's cabin. Do you mean to be in Wayne's cabin? Yeah. Okay. And they go in and they just find old food, like from their dinner, just laying out maggot covered gross like the smell is like overpowering and terrible then they just go out to the grave that is freshly dug and very much obvious and they find a burn dress and a witch jar and the men pick up the witch jar and read the tampon inside they're like what is this and they're both like i have no idea what could it possibly be so listen up guys you need to get comfortable with periods or you won't be able to solve murder cases. There you go. Because you won't know what a tampon Survival like. guide. Yeah. Uh, so now Blondie is crying and Griff is like, well, I guess we got to dig up the grave. So they're digging up the grave. Cut to Elaine and Richard. <sighs> Elaine. She Richard. Just I'm not at both him. of you. Okay. Oh, you should be. She just made him dinner at her mm-hmm. apartment i mean you know what trish is wonderful she's great no why trish would is either one of you assholes do this great. to trish and she's like really cute really smart british accent oh my oh, god wow. you didn't even tell me that i part. know she's so adorable oh my and god so they're smoking, which I just like couldn't get over. Just like seeing people light up is so weird. And that always makes me really want to smoke though. Me too. I know it really does. Uh, so they're drinking wine and Elaine is like, how long have you been married? And he's like, 10 years. And she's, and Elaine's like, you love her so much. No one ever loved me that much. No one. And he's like, didn't your husband love you? She's like, he didn't love me. He couldn't wait to get away from me. Richard then says, wow, I'm sorry. Um, you know, sometimes I think Trish wants to get away from me, too. And then she turns to him and says, poor baby, poor, poor baby. Mm-hmm. She pours him wine from a carafe. Mm-hmm. Never drink wine from a carafe. Survival guide. You need to see the bottle opened or you're poisoned. She, and then she also pours it into like an Amy Schumer sketch-sized goblet. <laughs> like the biggest, go- the size of his head. Also, if you haven't seen that sketch, uh, the parody of Friday Night Lights, it's one of her best. Go look it up. But you've all seen that gif, though. It's, oh, yeah. Of, like her just drinking out the giant wine glass. So funny. So uh, he's like, um, She went to Towson with us and Sydney. Hey! We were theater majors together. You guys, fucking Towson cranks out that's right okay so um he's like um uh, and drinks it awkwardly both hands i'm like i mean i don't know how else to drink a goblet the size of my head besides both hands like you must be like like, there's something where your power is just stripped from you if you have to drink something with two hands (laughs) because you become like a baby yeah exactly (laughs) 
So she asks, she's like, what turns you on? I feel more powerful when I do that, though. But you have to do it intentionally. Like, But what Kim is doing is she's really, she's she's harnessing the power. If you're holding the goblet with both hands because you're afraid you'll drop it, (laughs) then you just look like like a turd baby. A little turd Berg Ferguson. Yeah. So she's like, what turns you on? And he's like, wow, uh, no one's ever asked me that before. And he's like, you know flying flying really turns me on interesting and then he starts lamenting his life and he's like i just feel like my life is slipping away i've never done anything like had an affair Mm -hmm. or gotten into mischief Mm -hmm. and here's kim (laughs) by the way kim and cindy are in unison so if you hear kim going "Mm -hmm," and then a slight echo that's uh our cindy as well Now, here's the mischief, quote unquote, that he fantasizes about getting into. Like Steve McQueen robbing a bank with a sexy messed up girl on my arm. (laughs) Or a Western where we shoot up the place and then go visit the prostitutes. Wow. And Elaine goes, that's very sweet. And I was like, is it, bitch? (laughs) And then he says, you know, Trish doesn't let me doesn't like it when I talk this way. And I'm like, yeah, you're talking about fucking <laughs> prostitutes in the old West motherfucker. And just shooting up and places. shooting up places and having a messed up girl on your arm. No, you are lucky to have a stable fucking queen like Trish, Trish. you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so I have nothing to add to that. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah. So then Elaine Slow is clap. like, yeah. So then she's like, Elaine's like, she doesn't understand you. But I understand you perfectly. Elaine, I'm just... I know. Elaine, stop it. Richard, stop it. Elaine, stop it. Everyone, stop it. Everyone but Trish, stop Stop it. it. So then she's like, you want to have a sordid love affair. So she puts on music and she starts dancing Mm -hmm. for him. And he's laughing like a fucking doofus. Like, I would not... Like, I'd be like, my lady boner is, is... it just shrunk up into my body. Like he's just like, <laughs> it was so upsetting. And she's just like throwing her sixties underwear at him. And then he like grabs her legs and is kissing her frantically. And then they tumble onto the couch and he's like, who are you? What are you doing to me? And she's like, I'm the love witch. I'm your ultimate fantasy. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, I see the sociopathy. That's yeah, yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Cut to the police station. Hashtag therapy. therapy. So now we cut back to the police station. Griff is going to talk to an expert on witchcraft. Oh, interesting. What? You asked what? I'll tell you in a moment. And he's like, wait. the dude died of heart failure. But also Jimson weed was present, which is also known as devil's weed. Mm-hmm. And it causes hallucinogens, hallucina- hallucinations, hallucinogenics, mm-hmm. hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hallucinations. Yes. Correct. And he says to his partner, I want to go investigate this alone. Uh, where do you go first? Where does he go? But I realize I just gave you the answer. To talk to an expert on witchcraft. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that I wrote it that way. I meant to write. Like I just fucked it up. So Got I was it. like, "Well, there's there's the answer." So, uh, where do you go? 
Uh, to talk to an expert on witchcraft. <laughs> You're a fucking genius. Thank you so much. Wow. I'm nailing this. So here was a really interesting commentary that happened. There, This movie is very white. Mm-hmm. The only two black people in this movie uh, are Connie, the one who's like, hey, Griff. Oh, mm-hmm. And his partner. Mm-hmm. Both people of color in this movie are told by Griff to make him coffee mm. or order him a sandwich. Mm. I cannot help but think that that was intentional. Right. And so that's also something I want to yeah. look up because this is so stylized, so intentional. Right. There's literally no other people of color in this entire right. movie. Seems very And I was like, that feels poignant Mm. um so i want to look that up if it wasn't then that's kind of a a whole other issue but whatever so just very interesting yeah cut to griff with a professor of the occult studies at like a college or whatever and he explains what a witch bottle is a witch bottle is basically uh, you would put a bunch of things into a bottle to for protection or to ward things off it often included bodily fluids of some kind um sometimes with herbs or something sharp being like you know stay Mm, out spirits um and then he kind of just starts Mm. talking about like griff is kind of like are witches real like what is this and the occult person is just like yeah i mean they're real then he sort of goes into like some generalized misinformation about witches so like clearly even like the person of the occult studies is like talking about like a mockery of Christian rituals, which is maybe there are some witches out there that do that. But in general, like witches are like, we were first. Yeah, we don't, don't really understand. give I'm a like, shit. Christians about... are, are mocking Wiccan rituals. Yeah. Well, it's like there, he showed like an image of like, uh, witches, uh, kissing the devil's behind in like a mockery of which Christian rituals or a satanic cult sacrificing children. And it's just like, it's just a lot of misinformation. Like Satanists are don't they're like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'll talk about Satanism in a postmortem. Um, I was just thinking that a a witch jar today would be a real, uh, gotcha for your, for your, (laughs) for your crimes. Oh yeah. You just leave a jar of your DNA next to your dead body. And you're like, well, there I am. There's there my DNA. Uh, well, it's protection, but you have you've done a little bit of foreshadowing, Ms. Burns. Oh wow. Uh, so he's just I don't know. It was just some misinformation, and like he's like there are black witches who like perform human sacrifices. Sure, maybe, but like witches and Wiccans wouldn't claim them as witch as witches. Like they'd be like, you're not because. W- Wicca and witchcraft is do no harm. That's like mm-hmm. the one rule. So he talks about like white witches are the ones who do no harm. Exactly. Cindy just said like white and black is also problematic as well. So uh, basically this is just Griff getting right. information. Now we cut to a full moon and Gayen <laughs> is kissing up the body of Barbler in a ritual and Elaine is there in a large circle of nakeds 
and naked capes naked capes oh no just nakes naked no they've their sans capes wow, interesting. yeah and barb i wrote this is a bad actor but also seemed just a choice where it like mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. dialogue is very stilted like this and as they're going through the ritual elaine is remembering wayne and boning him and burying him and they all dance in a circle uh, and I wrote many body types and flaccid peni, which I found refreshing. Mm-hmm. So cut to the little party afterwards, after their ritual. And Gayen is just like being really lecherous. Like he comes up to <sighs> Elaine and like grabs her boob. What the fuck? And Elaine is just like, get off. But then she goes up to Barbler. Um, please don't touch my body without yeah, my consent. Yeah, like... My body is mine, Gayen, please. And so then she um, goes up to Barb, but like doesn't have an issue with Barb about Gayen mm-hmm. being lecherous. So she says to Barb, she's like, I'm back in the dating pool again. And Barb is like, what about that married man you were fucking? <laughs> and uh, Elena's is like, that married man got too emotional and morose and far too feminine. There was no polarity. I should have known. He's a Pisces. And I was like, oh, my husband is a Pisces. He's very emotional and feminine, and I love it. Um, I don't really know anything about the signs, but I just thought that was interesting. So now we cut to a letter, like the camera's on a letter, and a man's hand is holding it. And the letter says, darling Elaine, why haven't you returned my calls? I'll die if I don't see you. Uh, Then we see that it's Richard and he looks fucking haggard. Like he doesn't even remember what a shower is and he has a tarot spread in front of him. It's the nine of swords, which is basically we've pulled that a couple times for sync, which is mm-hmm. basically like your anxieties and your worst fears are coming, are coming true. Like your anxiety is getting the best of you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then the three of swords, which is suffering and disappointment. And then the devil card, which tends to um, represent like you're falling into your baser needs, like you're, mm-hmm. you're, te- you're falling prey to unhealthy temptation mm-hmm. is usually what the mm-hmm. devil card means. So, pretty spot on what's happening with Richard. He pours himself another drink, but in a, that unhealthy way. You know how you can tell someone's pouring a drink to have a little fun and how someone is pouring a drink to <laughs> mask all of their pain? Yeah, I do. It looks different. He's masking all of his pain. Been there. Uh, Trish then comes in and he hides the letter away real quick and he's like super fucking shitty to her. Because they're at his house now. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm going to bed and I'm taking a pill. <laughs> like, okay. He ignores her and he just starts drinking straight from the bar cart. And he's like, I have some more work to do. And clearly that work is being a dick and drinking himself into oblivion. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So okay. she leaves and he bursts into tears. On the stairs, Trish is like, what the fuck? Like, what, what is happened? fucking happening? Yeah. She's like, I went away to a fucking interior design convention and I come back to this sad sack of turd. <laughs> and and then it's like just him sobbing and imagining that night with Elaine and her like walking through fire. And he just looks bad. Cut to Griff 
walking in. I feel like that's really what happened with the pheromones. Like, remember, your guy called you for like, like when we already moved, he was real upset that like, I moved. He I know. was like, "Can I come? Didn't he want to come out?" Yeah, he wanted and to stuff. Come visit. Like, I was like, "Sir, I don't recall your name." Yeah, like. Please don't he come was visit real me. Fucking, we created a love spell. It was, Cindy just said we don't know our own power. No, I do. It was the pheromones. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware Those of Those pheromones power. were a real love spell or yeah. something. Love magic. It was bananas. So uh, cut to Griff walking into the, uh, the apothecary. Wendy is there. And he asks if she recognizes the witch's bottle. I feel like he still doesn't know it's a used tampon in there because he's just like pulling out a jar of pee and and blood. And he's like, do you know what this is? And like the women are like, it's a fucking used tampon that you're sh- shoving in my face right now. And she's like, I, I don't know who made it, but I know what it is. It's a witch bottle. And she shows him that they now sell witch bottles. And she'd like, I, I never, we'd never sold them before until this person started supplying them. Her name's Elaine. Uh-oh. So... Cut to Elaine at her laboratory potion station in her apartment. And Griff comes to her door and wants to ask about the homicide. And he's like, it's just routine. You know, no big deal. You're not a suspect, whatever. Uh, She's in the cutest outfit set. Like, it's one of those things where it's like long, sort of long sleeves with bells on them, but like tied right under the boobs. Mm -hmm, And then like little matching bell bottom pants. And... She says she didn't know Wayne Peters and never seen him before. And I guess I can't help. Bye. Then he shows her the magic bottle from the store. And she's like, yeah, I made it. And then he pulls out the bottle they found. Luckily, her cauldron starts to smoke. And she's like, oh, I'm on fire. And like goes over to it. And then he's like, are you a witch? (sighs) And she's like, yes. Is that a crime? And he's like, no, I guess not. (laughs) And she's like, just because I'm a witch, you think me capable of murder? Witchcraft is my religion. Older than Christianity, it saved my life. And then she starts to cry like a little fawn. And he comes over and he's like, oh, you're you're crying. I don't know what to do. (laughs) I don't know how to handle this. Oh, God. Emotions. And so he goes over to comfort her and says he's sorry he offended her she turns to him and turns on the eyeballs so the Uh camera's just on the eyeballs Mm -hmm. and then he smiles and says you can call me griff and she's like i know i've seen you before and griff says i feel that way too she says i know you're you're the man from the cards you're my fate I always knew that if that showed up in a future reading, I was going to meet the man I was going to marry. I did a Celtic cross reading and I got the Knight of Wands. Oh, I knew I was going to marry the Knight of Wands. But the man I marry has to love animals. Do you love animals? He's like, yeah, I'm a dog. Of course I love animals. (laughs) Yeah. So My nephew, Scruff McGruff. Oh, right. Scruff McGruff. I got it. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. So what's interesting is the Knight of Wands is like... Not who you want to marry. I found this really interesting. The Knight of Wands is like represents like a quick, passionate love affair that probably won't last with a very cocky, selfish, like full of himself kind of man. So I found that really weird that I was like, why you want to marry the Knight of Wands? Like he's right. a fucking playboy. Um, 
So ask Griff, Ms. Burns, hmm? what do you do and what does he do as a woman that you've just met who you're possibly investigating for murder says you're her fate? Well, once again, I'm in no datitude, no date juary, February. No Feb date. How does Febu- February and dating rhyme? It's, we well, gotta... The problem is, is February is a nonsensical, a word. illogical, stupid word. Uh, no date September. Yep, there we go. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a bananas word, if you really think about it. Yeah, it's the technically R in the middle yeah, that no one pronounces. February? Yeah. Only a sociopath says it that way. February. Maya just posted. <laughs> you see Maya's video. Maya Stoyan, who was like on episode ten. Yeah, she just posted a video about like um she's doing a thing for the month of February, which yeah. is really sweet. You should check her out. Um, yeah, it's on her I think on it's Instagram on an actual post. It's like as well as um, giving love to yourself and to other people every day. For Maya Stoyan, M A Y A S T O J A N. Um, but she specifically says that and someone specifically commented being like February? I love that you pronounced it correctly so, okay Maya I take it back you're not a sociopath uh you oh, just pronounced oh, yeah. the second month of the year incorrectly um uh oh, what are we doing dating uh, no dating well we're still trying to figure out how to fucking say we, that we I don't to, know we have to move through it I honestly I need damn, you to tell I just, me I need an answer by the end of this episode this crazy beautiful sociopathic witch fawn okay tells he, you I'm on no date September right so I'm gonna go good day ma'am okay I'm gonna leave okay uh also I know that I was lying when I didn't think she was maybe a suspect. Sure. So, yeah, I don't want to get involved with a lady who murdered someone. And, oh, he obviously is. I don't think I answered for him, but you gave me two points, so I'll take it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well. <laughs> you knew what I was going to say. I knew obviously, say. he was under the spell. I think you're about to get a perfect score. Uh, no, I definitely missed. Uh, oh, something. Something. Okay. Well, you're getting a very good score. So he's like, I love animals. In fact, my friend has a couple of horses. Tomorrow's my day off. Want to ride, Elaine? Remember the love and the horses? Yep. Which also Elaine is remembering. And so she's like, it's happening. Horses. I was right. All of that sort of. Yep, yep, wow. Yep, this, is yep. what, this, is, this is called your fantasizing mm-hmm. and obsession in this your love addiction. Called, you are addicted to love. Uh, I told you this was weirdly triggering. It's about wow. a witch who's wow. love addicted. Yeah. Wow. It's a good thing we're talking about this this week. Yep. Because if it was any time before this week, I'd yep. be like, well, becoming a love witch. <laughs> <laughs> so I can oh, attract God. men into my life. Oh, my and God. And I'd be your them obsessed with me. I'd be your barber yeah. being like, love spells are kind of dangerous. Um, okay. So. I think that your song Addicted to love. Eric, please remember this. (laughs) Okay. So cut to them riding horses together. Her horse's name is Patchouli, obviously. And Griff is like, how's my girl? And she's like, am I your girl? And he's like, today you are. And there's no one around to tell me otherwise. And then she goes, except me. And he goes, what does that mean? She's like, nothing. 
And I was like, yeah, I don't know what that means what? either, bitch. I don't know. <laughs> I think she just. I don't know what either one of you are talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think she was just kind of like trying to be cute and then realized that she said something that didn't <laughs> make any sense. She's trying to make a joke. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> are you the failed love witch? Is that what's happening? I'm really glad you're getting this figured out, honestly. Uh, what? That wasn't funny? Oh, I don't know what I meant. Um, I don't know. I didn't I say, say that. Who said that? that? that Do <laughs> you hear that terrible joke that that stranger that disappeared made? <laughs> Horses, right? <laughs> okay. So then they hear music and it's a jaunty tune, Kim. Which sounds like. I know what your jaunty you know tune what sounds my like. We've all heard it many the times. same every time. It's a Ren Fair in the middle of the woods. Oh, my. And it is a cheesy, ornate cosplay type Fun. shit. Real LARPing going on. Okay. <laughs> Some real LARP shit happening. And Eric fucking shaded me so hard where I was like, like, I'm into this stuff, like dressing up and stuff, but I'm not like a dork like these people. And he goes, oh, <laughs> no, you're a dork. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And he was like, do you think there's like a cool version of this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, truth. Yeah, I know. Truth facts. He was like, I think it's facts, so truth. cute that you're like trying to separate yourself Hashtag from your people. Truth facts. <laughs> yeah. So turns out it's Gayan and Barb who mm, are like putting it up, LARPing it up. And there's like a play battle happening on like a Renaissance stage between the Oak Man and the Holly King to symbolize the summer solstice. And like there's like a fake battle with wooden swords and they're both battling for the Green Maiden and the Holly King defeats the Oak Tree, blah, blah, blah. And then he takes the Green Maiden off stage and it's like the summer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And Griff, who's like too cool for school, is like, do you know these people? And she's like, um, in a way. <laughs> <laughs> and then fucking Gayan and Barb come up and they're like, hey, person we know very intimately. <laughs> this is like me in college where I'm half cool, half yep, theater. Yep. And we were like, hey, Kim, how are you? And I'm like, um, what? I don't know. How do you know my name? I'm hanging with frat guys right now. <laughs> and we were like, this bitch, we hang out with her all the time. Do you know she's a theater major? Uh <laughs> so uh they're invited to join in the celebration and all the players come around and they're like two people in love let's hold a mock wedding for them so they're whisked off and two people start singing the dorkiest song i've ever heard slash i loved it Mm -hmm. And it's like, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, but when love dies, all life it does destroy. And it's like a court jester singing it along with some bards and things. And they're all dancing about. And both Elaine and Griff are whisked off, undressed and redressed into, you know, garbly, LARPing type garb. Garbly, LARPy garbs. (laughs) Yeah. And they're giggling and such, and it's very playful. And they put a crown on each of them, and they're dressed all in white. And they're married in front of a painting of the sun. And and I'm kind of back in. I'm into it. <laughs> I, her dress is beautiful. And so they perform a whole ceremony where they, like, tie their hands together, put rings on them. And then Gayan is like, now ye are wed. So they sit at the feast, and they're tended to by everyone. She feeds him grapes and they're just like, th- while this next voiceover is happening, they're just canoodling. They're just canoodling the whole time. Both of them. Both of them are as into it as the other. Okay. okay. 
Then we hear his voiceover. I'm not Bitch a... is crazy. <laughs> oh, wait. So you've seen this. No, that's literally what he says. He says, I'm not in love. It's not that I don't have sentiment. It's just that love is soft. You need guts in this business. I've seen guys get shot to death because they fell in love and got soft inside. I do want an heir someday, and then I would need to have a wife. But Ew. love is something else. A man can get destroyed by things like that. It's not. It's like he's not even a man anymore. Ugh. I never want to get that way. Mm. I was like, Griff, leave. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. So toxic masculinity is right, Cindy. So then we hear her voiceover. Oh, no. Oh, oh, this is, God. put your trigger pants on. <laughs> <laughs> and tie them up real tight. So I'm wearing pants up to my shoulders yep, so they cover my heart as Pretty well. much, yeah. Protective trigger pants. When you really love him, it's like fireworks and nothing else matters. <laughs> you love all the little quirks about him. The way he slurps his cereal, the way his mouth is a little crooked. Those details about him become your whole life. Something inside you opens up like a flower, and you realize that you have more love to give than you ever thought possible. Because the more you know him, the more you love him. Cut to his, cut to his voiceover again. <laughs> Just tighten that trigger pants belt. <laughs> he says, the more you get to know a woman, the less you can feel yeah. about her. <laughs> At first, she's this incredible object of mystery who fulfills all your wildest fantasies. <laughs> Fuck. Then she starts to reveal little flaws. Fuck you, Griff! <laughs> the feminine ideal only exists in a man's mind. No woman could ever fulfill it. She tries to love you more. It's suffocating, like you're drowning in estrogen. The most awful feeling. Oh my god. Womp womp. I'm fucking strangling this guy yeah, with my used tampon. You should. 100%. This is what a tampon looks like, bitch. <laughs> so, cut to police station. Coffee chick wants to have dinner. And he says, I can't tonight. Connie. I got plans. I know you Connie. You can do better, Connie. Also, Connie is like fucking stunning. Connie. Stunning. You can do and better, Connie. Like, you deserve better. She's like a fucking badass cop. Like, hello. Like, you're like, you are too good for Griff, bitch. Okay? So the partner is like, I have more info on Elaine. And Griff is like, leave it alone. The captain is convinced that it was a heart attack of Wayne. Mm -hmm. And it's his policy to leave witches alone. <laughs> what? And I was like, that's the that's the policy. The, police station the policy. official policy is leave witches alone. <laughs> and partners like, even if they murder. And Griff is just like not hearing it. So the partner's like, can I just like fucking tell you what I found? And he's like, Elaine used to run an organic beauty supply store with her husband. Two years later, they're divorced. She moved to San Francisco, joined a coven, and started dancing burlesque. The police station questioned them when members mysteriously died in the fucking coven. The ex-husband then died of an overdose from a drug he'd never taken before, right before he was going to remarry. Hmm. 
Interesting. And Griff says, if the San Francisco police didn't see anything, then fuck off. And the partner is like, Wayne, like, oh, he's like, Wayne was poisoned by devil's weed. And Griff is like, he was growing devil's weed in his cabin. He didn't know it was devil's weed or something. Like, he's just grasping at straws. Mm -hmm. Griff refuses to question. And the partner is like, because you're in love with her. (sighs) Griff then punches him. Whoa. Badly in like a really 1960s way (laughs) where they didn't have the right special effects. So it's very like, boof. And like the angle is set like. Oh my God. uh, Hilarious. Like high school stage production punching. Right. Just the commitment was amazing. So cut to Trish. Cut to Trish now. Okay. So partner just got punched. Griff is not going to question Elaine. Cut to Trish now pouring coffee in her house. She seems really distressed. And she goes upstairs looking for Richard. The door to the bathroom is locked. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. So she breaks in. Mm-hmm. There's blood on the bathroom floor. Oh. She pulls the curtain back. He slit his wrists. It's like it fucking. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah, like it, it, it's it's like it's the it. middle. Yeah, it's it right be cha- right before you change to VHS part two. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and then I wrote so stylized, like the camera like zooms in on Trisha's mouth screaming. Like, right. Yeah, and yeah. So now we're back at the tea room. Here's where Elaine's sociopathy is just unmaskable she is Mm. no longer able to fit into society as a normal reacting human person and trish is all in black and trish says she blames herself oh trish and (sighs) she's like i should have tried harder to please him trish i guess you were right all along trish now this bitch elaine is like barely able to contain her smile Like, she cannot keep her shit together. No poker face. And she's talking to Trish in the sing-songy way that she talks to guys, too. So Trish says she knows that Richard was having an affair, and that's when it changed him. And he wanted a certain type of woman, and I guess you are supposed to give them the fantasy. Trish. Poor Trish. Then she kind of starts to cry. <laughs> and Trish, being the fucking class act that she is, is like, you know what? Enough about me. Um, how are you? Uh, Trish. And Elaine. You're my best friend. Without missing a beat goes, I'm in love. Oh, my God. And I wrote, this bitch. <laughs> so, Kim. What? Uh, this is not really a dead or alive question. This is just a friend question. If your husband just died and you politely were saying enough about me, how are you? And the response was, oh, I'm in love. What do you do and what does Trish do? Well, first of all, I have amazing friends. So they would never do that. No. So it's not really a reality in my life. But... um. Let's see. And what does Trish do? Okay. I think Trish just, just trishes it up and she's just so sweet and like, it's like, oh, great. Like is supportive and stuff of Elaine. Ugh. I, I mean, 
let's face it, I feel my feelings deeply. Do you? And I really like to share them. I didn't know that about with you. everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expect all the attention for it. Yep. So um, back to me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, honestly, you wouldn't be friends with this bitch. In the no, first I would never would. Like she's, she's unpenetrable. Like you'd be like, you're a robot. Yeah. So if we can have deep combos, I get bored real quick. Yeah. So she's just describing him and Trish is like, cool, 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 cool. Elaine starts telling Trish about Griff and she's like, and he gave me this and shows her like the ring from the Ren Fest. And Mm -hmm. she's like, it's not a real wedding ring, but I think it's going to happen soon. And then Trish is like, when we first came here, I showed you. My wedding ring. Hmm. How the tides have turned, right? <laughs> and she kind of hands she hands the ring to Trish to be like, look at it, you know, if you want to try it on. And I'm like, the bitch knows what I, a I ring looks like on her hand. don't want to try it on. So Trish this being... My husband just killed himself. Yeah, being the polite person she is, she like puts it on her hand. And then all of a sudden, Elaine goes, Trish, I, I'm sorry, I have to go. And she just gets up and leaves the morning woman in black at the p- bubblegum tea room. And I'm like, you're a sociopath. You're a, and also a bad friend. And a bad witch also. Yeah. So Trish stays and Elaine gives her a half-hearted hug. And I wrote, the narcissism is strong with this one. <laughs> and then Elaine looks at her hand. She's like, oops, uh, Elaine forgot to get her ring back from me. So Kim... What do you do and what does Trish decide to do? Uh, I mean, Trish is the nicest lady alive. So she is like, oh, my gosh, I need to give my this ring back to Elaine. So I'm going to follow her, find her to give it back to her. Okay. What do you do? I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? What's this made of? Diamonds? <laughs> what, do I, what do I got? What are we talking about? I don't know. Fuck that bitch. Um, Pawn shop. Here I come. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't. Definitely don't follow her. One point for Trish. This is where Trish's good heart came in handy. handy. Because she leaves Trish. uh, I'm sorry. Trish leaves Elaine a message on her cell phone. This is where I was like, cell phones. Okay. Uh, and Trish says, I'll drop it off at your house. Because remember, she like has a key to the apartment. Oh, right, right, right. So she stops off the house and she's going and she's like, Elaine, like definitely being like, are, are you, you home? home? But then she lets herself in and she goes over to the altar and sees a mess of really dirty paintings. And I'm talking like. Bitch bent over with a dude licking her butthole paintings. Okay. Mm. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Orphan I'm into it. Yeah. Orphan paintings. Yes. <laughs> and um, then she sees like spells and candles and lingerie just kind of like draped over everything. And she goes into the bedroom to like leave the ring in a more secure place because like she put it down on the altar but was kind of like this is a mess and kind of got the sense that she was like I'll go put it on like her vanity yeah where it like won't get lost 
And so she goes in the bedroom, leaves the ring in a safe place, and then she can't but help herself, and she sits down at the vanity. Mm-hmm. And she puts on her lipstick. Mm-hmm. She's definitely like, maybe I need to be more like, like her, yeah. So then she, what will it hurt if I put on her blue eyeshadow? And her false eyelashes are right here. I may as well just put them on. Mm, they don't look as good without the wig. I'll just put that on too. Then she starts trying on her lingerie. And then the pink robe. And she's kind of spinning around the room when she sees the bedroom altar. And it's pictures of all the men. Richard? A picture of Richard is on the fucking altar. And she picks it up. And there's also pictures of Elaine and Richard, like, hugging and, like, getting their portrait taken. Kim. Fire! What do you do? What does Trish do? Were those your fire sounds? Yeah, it was um, fire from the depths of Mm -hmm. my soul. I think maybe, again, just stick with the chainsaw sounds. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, how do you make fire sounds? Well, not that way. (laughs) (laughs) Stick with what you're good at, you know? Crackle, 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 crackle. No. Like, what is fire zone? Anyway, uh, I'm pants. Yeah. What you gonna uh, do, bitch? There's fire in my soul. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, 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 okay. But also, I want to stay alive. You do, yeah. But also, fuck this bitch. Right. Both correct. I... I'm going to. Okay, I think she. God damn it! Uh, I wanna, I wanna like, cause I'm like wearing all her stuff. Like yeah. I wanna like become a witch now or something. Like I wanna like use her shit against her. Mm. Maybe I will use her shit against her. How do I do that? Um. Like, can I do magic? I don't know how. All right. I think she's going to try to do some magic. Okay. Against Elaine. And also... Fuck thing. I don't know. Also, fuck something. (laughs) I was going to say, that is the only word that came out of my mouth. I was going to say fuck things up with Griff. <laughs> but I feel like he's doing that anyway. Yeah. I don't really need to even fucking bother with no. that. Um. <laughs> I'm going to give him a hint. I think. Oh, okay. So he's giving Cindy, a hint. Please. Okay. That's what so I you think. So you think Trish does a spell, finds a spell book, does a spell, tries I to do. do a spell. Okay. And what do you do? Did we already do this? No, Are we in a time warp? decide. I know. I'm just like, I'm just like a glowing fire being. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
glowing fire being. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you no points. No. Sorry. Wait. I didn't answer for myself yet. You said you're a glowing fire being. That's I said how I was feeling. It's oh, not how, what oh, I'm doing. Oh. Okay. What's your answer? I'm doing glowing fire being. <laughs> it's not even, it doesn't even make sense. Kim, I'm not in your brain. Okay. Uh, yeah, I know, right? You're right. I, I want to. I. I want to murder her, but that doesn't. I see. Seems like I might get in trouble for that. <laughs> I mean, really, murdering a witch. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, maybe if I okay, I'm gonna murder her, uh, but then like make it look ritualized, like in her pentagram or something like that. Um. So, yeah. So it looks like, um. I have nothing to do with it. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, zero points. Um, because we have <sighs> to remember. 10 minutes for that to get enough. 10 minutes for nothing. We have to remember that Trish is logical. Trish is our, Trish is our suit of swords, if you will. All intellect and practicality and things like that. Uh, oh, she goes to the cops. And if you were to pin it on the witches, you're basically just starting the next witch hunt. So thanks for that. No points for you. What she does do is she opens the drawer and looks for anything she can. She does find a love spell that says love spell for Richard on it and letters from him and shit and all this stuff. And she's like losing it. Right. And she gathers it all up. Okay. Okay. Now, we see behind her in the mirror, Elaine is coming in. And Elaine quietly grabs her atem. And just as she's about to stab Trish with her atem, Trish turns around and fucking wrestles Elaine to the ground and wrestles the atem out of her hand easily. Elaine is like a total wuss. And Elaine is just like, Stop it. And Trish is just like bitch slapping her. Like she's nice. like, you fucking bitch. And Elaine is just like crying like a little fawn. Don't hurt me. I don't understand. Why are you doing this to me? So what was the answer to the question? We're getting to it. So Trish then kind of like is like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I'm not going to fucking kill you. But I am going to the cops and I'm showing them all of this shit. All of the shit that says spell for Richard, all of this stuff. Like, you're going to be blamed for this murder. And I also have this spell that says, like, fucking, like, Wayne on it. Like, you're done. And bolts out of there. Mm, Elaine. I see. Yeah. Elaine then crying, mm. grabs a talisman, and she's just like, crash, crash, crash. Die, die, die. Uh. Trying to make it so that Trish dies. Crashes and dies. Cut to Elaine on the sex altar again with all the caped flaccid peni. And this is in real time. And everyone is like around her and they're trying to do a spell to bind her to Griff. And I wrote, why is everyone so involved with this bitch's love life? Right? Like, who else needs help with their love life? Like, this bitch is nuts. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put you on a fucking altar. And so now we cut to Griff in the burlesque bar. And he's, like, sitting at the bar. 
and the blonde twins are dancing poorly. The ones who speak in unison. Okay. And some of the waitresses say to the bartender, they're like, these bitches can't dance. And the bartender is like, but the customers love them because we remember they're doing, just doing spells. Magic, yeah. yeah. So they start talking, the, the two waitresses, the bartender, and of course Lloyd. Of course Lloyd is there. Yep. And Griff is like uh, amongst the conversation listening. And they start talking all about the witchcraft stuff found with the bodies and shit. And Griff is like pretty weirded out. And Elaine walks up and Griff is like, sit down, Elaine. And she's like, okay. And he's like, the DNA connects you with Wayne. And also Trish brought me some shit. And Elaine just calmly lights up a cigarette and says, so I was a bad girl. Are you going to punish me? These men just died from loving me too much. And he's like, what about all the spells? And she's like, witchcraft is just a concentration of energy. You can only work with what's already there. I use such sex magic to create love magic. So now Griff is like getting really pissed. And he's like, you don't know love. You have borderline personality disorder. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, your creepy little sex act doesn't work on me. I don't love you. And then she's like, you're a narcissist who can't love. It's all men's fault. You make us work so hard for your love. If you would just love us for ourselves, but you won't. And I was like, "Uh, well... This is what trauma does, everyone. (laughs) So she's like, my ex was just like you. He would withhold love to punish me. I've been tossed in the garbage all my life or men who just use me for my body. So I found witchcraft to find my power. Now I take what I want from men. And Griff is like, well, it won't work this time. She's like, you can't arrest me for being a witch, courting a lover, seducing a married man. It's not a crime. And Griff is like, no, but you did illegally bury a body and then also we'll find more. And I was like, ooh, good police work, sir. At this point, the waitress comes up and she just out of nowhere is like, that's the witch that killed the teacher. And but what? Uh, yeah, it's just like it's it, it it's going back and forth because now it's like a witch hunt, but also we know that this witch actually is psycho, so it's like that kind of thing. And Bar Lloyd, of course, is like burn the witch. <laughs> now the bar straight up punches Griff in the face, and the whole bar the bar the, does because ever all of the patrons start chanting like burn the witch burn the witch and they like tackle her to the ground and rip all of her clothes off they punch griff in the face to get to her okay uh because he's like can we not start chanting burn the witch like okay. th- i'm a police officer and they grab her tackle her to the ground, rip all of her clothes off, and then we just see, like, men start unbuckling their pants. What? What? Yes. Yeah. And Griff is like, well, well, I can't just watch a gang rape happen. I am a police officer. So, what? Yeah. I'll go save this psychopath bitch, and, like, he grabs her. He, like, you know, uses his strong police man force. There's many more reasons than just being a police officer to not watch a gang rape. Right, but also he's Or Griff. partake in a gang rape. But also Everyone's that raping. But also he's Griff. Yeah. So Griff saves her and gets her out of the bar and into his car and they drive away. 
Kim. Yeah. As Griff, what do you do? And what does oh Griff do? Oh my God. I don't know what this fucker does. What? Um. Uh. Okay. I take her to the police station. Okay. What does Griff do? Booker Dano. Sorry? <laughs> Booker Dano. Booker Dano? Isn't that a, it's a saying from Hawaii Five O. Hawaii Five O, huh? Hawaii Five O, Sandy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Sandy. Da- I didn't. I've never seen Hawaii Five O. So, okay. uh, I don't know if the new one does it, but the old one back in the day. Ah, I see. Um, he. It just sounded like you forgot how to pronounce Danny, so that's why I was confused. <laughs> no, he's Hawaiian. His Got name's it. Dano. Oh. Uh, I think because Hawaii Five O. Sure. Got it. Yep. Sure. 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 Um, he. Ah, fuck it. it does the same i don't know one point yeah take her to the fucking police station like you saved her from the gang rape good job police officer but also she's a suspect for murder so just take her to the police station yeah he takes her to her house and he goes upstairs with her so now we cut to her altar and we see a picture of griff mm-hmm. with a red rose in front of it and his badge sitting on her oh shit and she comes in all demure and loving and he's just sitting on her bed staring straight forward all like roughed up like he got punched and shit and she's taking care of him and she's like everything will be okay because i love you so much and he's just staring straight ahead not responding And she gives him a chalice to drink from. He takes it, stares at her, Mm -hmm. and dumps it on the ground. Whoa. And just scowls at her. She gets really upset, but beautifully so. And she looks down at the ground and, like, imagines seeing the Three of Swords again. The disappointment, Mm -hmm. the suffering Mm -hmm. again. And she kind of backs away and puts her hands up as if she's blocking herself from the blinding light of disappointment. And as she's looking at him, his head turns into a skull. Then it's all of her men saying I love you to her, Mm -hmm. like on his body. Then she goes to her altar and picks up the rose. And she just sees him lay down on the bed so she can like see what he's doing in the mirror and he just kind of like lays down on the bed like exhausted Mm -hmm, not like mm -hmm, come hither mm -hmm. bitch just walks right the fuck over to him and stabs him in the chest with her attempt three times (laughs) shit just like the tarot card wow and then she looks at her painting of the woman and the man stab painting where it's like after she's just stabbed the man Mm -hmm. and she just smiles and imagines them together at the Ren fair. And she imagines him saying, I love you. I want to marry you as he lays on the bed, choking on his own blood. Oh my stabbed him. God. And all of the music drops out. And all we hear is the sound of nature 
and the sound of horse hooves as he walks her away and she smiles in her white Renfair garb and a jester jauntily jaunts behind the white horse. Cut back to her laying on the bed imagining this as he dies. <laughs> then to the painting, then to the Renfair, then her smiling face, then him dying, then her on the horse. The end. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. It was this is one of the ones I want you to watch, like how I like had to go watch Mandy. Like it's I because of like the visuals. So visual. It's so it's it was one of the strangest, most fascinating movies I've done on here. That was a lovely telling of the love witch, the story of love addiction. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> this has been a two and a half hour PSA from Kim and Kat and our new our new producer, Cindy. 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 <laughs> um, Let me count your points. Hey, Sammies, can't get enough of us? God, you're so greedy. Jeez. Come join us over at our Patreon where we have tons more Kim and Cat for you. Yeah, come get some bone con. That's bonus content. We've got t-shirts. We've got videos with research and fun shit. What else we got? We've got home games so you can play along. Exclusive poll voting things. <laughs> and we have exclusive <laughs> content that you can't get anywhere else. So join us and become an official Sammy at our website, www.kimandcatstayalive.com. You can find Patreon and any of our links on social media at Podcast, or just go straight to patreon.com. Search for us there. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you, Sammies. Goodbye. Okay. Kim, you got a really good score. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Out of your dead or lives, as I said, you got five out of seven. Wow. The best I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Your questions, you got 17 out of motherfucking 22, which gives you a score of 22 out of 29. Wow. You did Nice. So maybe you're not as addicted to love as you think. Or Or you're very addicted to love. But I was like, I get it. I love it. Yeah. Um, that was really good. I definitely want you to post mortem um Everything. information, like like interviews with the yes. director. Yeah, I want to see what all she's done. And considering I, she like wrote, directed, did everything, I'm super interested. And just There's her a lot commitment. in there. Yeah, and just the meanings behind everything and the patriarchy. I'm very interested yeah. to hear her statements on it. Yeah, and it was definitely it was almost like this is going to sound, uh, um like I'm belittling what she did I don't mean it that way but it was like so precisely stylized and the message was so precise as well Mm -hmm. that it almost was like a thesis statement right like a thesis project but better than that obviously oh speaking of postmortem if anyone doesn't know what that is we just mention it a lot but basically over at our patreon we post videos every month that we're now doing live because we figured out how to do it. We did. Um, <laughs> we figured it out. Um, and so we're going to do live and like chat interactively. Um, and we basically research all the questions we had from like talking about the movie and then tell it to you. And then we do Q and A's and you can play a home game and vote on movies and stuff like that. Yeah. You can do what Cindy just did. Uh, and, uh, 
uh, play along with us. Um, so go over and check it out. You can follow us at KK Sam Podcast on all the social medias, and, and the links are in the bios. Yeah, and actually, if you just go to Patreon and you search Kim and Cat Stay Alive, maybe like that, you know, nobody else has named that. So <laughs> pop right the fuck up. And we also have merch and shit. So check it all out. And if you don't mind, please give us a review if you haven't already and subscribe and tell your friends. Yeah. And we love you. Actually, I'm going to to really ha- hammer home one thing. I need all of our Sammies. If you are listening to this podcast, go tell five people about this podcast wow. that don't know about us. Go talk about us. Introduce us that to your friends. a real substitute teacher right I now. I really am. You have homework, motherfuckers. Kim gave you <laughs> homework twice. Now I'm giving you homework. And guess who's a tougher grader? <laughs> it's true. Uh, so don't fuck it up. This has been Kim and Kat Stay Alive. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so until next week. We love you. Stay alive. Bye. Bye. Ghosted me. I'm I'm done. done.